thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. Spanish. Hello, Hi everybody. Hello. hello and welcome. You uh you must be Brad. I am and you're Andrew. And that must mean that this is the Bruin View podcast. Mm-hmm. What are the critics saying this week? Oh, uh they say that we're kicking it old school because we're a couple of old fools. Nice. Uh yeah. So sorry, I'm I'm like uh just now appreciating this artwork on this beer. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So, uh, cool. you know, we're, uh, we're doing things. We're, we're back at it. Uh, kind of our, our more regular time slot this week. Yeah. Mm. Of course, we're drinking beers. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice to get back on a schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, can't guarantee it's going to be every week, but. Yeah. yeah, we we try. We're gonna try. We dig. We test. Yes, yes. Um, so, yes. How how's thing before we start? How's things in the in the tub? Things in the tub are are hot and soaking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so it's a, it's it's good season to be uh, indoors watching movies. Good. Yeah. Really, really explore that world outside around me by staying indoors. Yeah. 
<laughs> how about you? How are, how are things in South Central PA? Good, good. We had a visitor. Mm-hmm. He came and left. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, it was a, a toured romance, romance, <laughs> and as soon as he came, he left. So it was fun. <laughs> that we had bastard. fun with uh, uh, Manhattan, formerly Manhattan Patton, now Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn P, Brooklyn P. Brooklyn P. He, he hasn't settled on a name, so Not- I just gave it to him. <laughs> Uh, Can't but change yeah, it was the fun titles. time with him. We had a good time. Had yeah. a lot of beers, a little bit of, little bit of yum yum, and uh, mm. some, some sour patch kids. Nice. I think you can probably see him over my, my left shoulder, hiding behind that one post over there, right? They're <laughs> hiding right there. Uh, so he left yeah. him here. But anyways, um, yeah, things are good. Things are good. So to keep cool, what are you drinking? Uh, it, it saddens me to, to say this, but I'm, I'm not having a great beer tonight. Mm. Um, and you know, it happens. Uh, but what really, uh, really brings me down is it's a dogfish head. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. So the dogfish head, uh, brewing company, they, uh, Paired with the Flaming Lips music band company, uh, whom I I enjoy. Uh, I'm not. I don't know. Uh, I just kind of know the hits, but I really like. Like I really like one album of theirs, and then from that, I just kind of have a cursory knowledge of their other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And this this artwork that I was just admiring is definitely in uh, in the vein of uh of stuff that they would do but so it's called dragons and yum yums and it is a pale ale brewed with dragon fruit and yum berry passion fruit pear and black carrot juice what is dragon fruit um don't know okay (laughs) i was gonna try and you know search my memory banks definitely never had dragon fruit um I don't, I don't know, know if I've ever maybe had it's like uh, maybe it's like Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, dragon's yeah. balls. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a euphemism for something mm-hmm. very not very bad. Um, but the think the thing <clears throat> about this is. You know, I'm having this. I still don't know what dragon fruit, yum berry, or passion fruit tastes like. Or black carrot juice. Um, I know what pears taste like. Uh, this is just not... It smells like baguettes and yeah. baguettes and cigarettes. Yeah. This is just not... Uh... <laughs> I like it. Uh, this is just not flavorful at all. It just There's a little bit of citrus at the finish... Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, ah, I can tell I'm drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, take another sip here at the bottom of the bottle. And it's like, I don't know. It's not, it's not an IPA, just regular pale ale. So it's not hoppy or anything. Um, it's like, I can tell that there's fruit in it, but I'm like struggling to come up with a descriptor 
other than it's bland. Yeah. Maybe all those different flavors kind of cancel each other out. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's just too many cooks spoiling the stew, but I I, I just had um, high expectations. I've been so excited that uh, Dogfish is down here distributing in Louisiana now, and uh, you know these these are the things I look forward to these like limited as much as I love the uh the um like ninety minute and and the uh their uh flagship beers it's the these seasonal ones that they always seem to do such a good job on that I'm really excited for, and this is the first one I have, and it's just kind of like oh shucks, yeah, whereas I said on uh me- Untapped. <laughs> Mediocre. Mediocre. Um, so, yeah, bummer. That, yeah, I kind of think, well, I mean, they take so many shots, you know. They, they do. They do, do so many things and, and, and do experiments. So, I mean, you're bound to have things that, are, that may fall flat occasionally. So, that kind of stinks. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does happen. but um, And they definitely are not impervious to that either and like you said mm. they do do a lot of uh kind of off the wall stuff well off center dales is is kind of their uh slogan so um yeah there you go uh yeah this one just didn't hit and i feel like i've spent a lot of time talking about it um but i'm way more interested in what you're drinking tonight sure uh i'm drinking from uh saint boniface uh craft brewing company uh, it's called Best of Both Brews. Uh, they collaborated with Square One Coffee. Uh, um, yeah, Square One Coffee, I guess. Um, and they made a coffee IPA. Now, usually you get like coffee with your stouts, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. That kind of thing. And I <clears throat> haven't had a whole lot of coffee IPAs. This one's really good. And, I, and you and I both know probably the listeners if they listen long enough know that i'm not the biggest fan of coffee mm-hmm. but i do like it in my beers occasionally and what this tastes like i mean i don't get a whole lot of the ipa in it it tastes mostly the coffee and it tastes like a cold brewed coffee mm. and um there's a little bit there but like it said it's like 7.1 and uh, 69 ibu so i think most of the ibu is coming from the coffee and instead of the hop you know interesting um it's but it's it's pretty good the uh the average rating right now is uh right at like it's 3.99 so that's pretty high uh i gave it a 4.25 um so yeah it's um i really would highly recommend it if you can find it it's uh it's it's from this general area so i don't know how available it is but yeah need need to thank will for hooking me up Nice. I love it. Um, I've never used this. Uh, maybe maybe I can find it down here. Uh, find it. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Untapped yeah. does do things other than... Mm. Yeah. I, it's at my uh, my local beer distributor, too. So. Yeah, it is not... Uh, Within 75 miles of me, which is the maximum search radius they'll allow. Hmm. Hmm. So, bummer. 
Bummer, bummer, bummer. Yeah, oh, that sounds really good. Um, <laughs> I had, I think I talked about it on this show. I didn't specifically review it, um, but I uh, had a really good, Urban South made a coffee IPA as well. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's an interesting style. I wonder, I'm curious to see if it will catch on. Um, because I do think, like, I don't know, like any beer, if it's done right, it's it's exceptionally good. Um, as someone who enjoys the flavor of coffee, too, like, I could I could probably put away a few of them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, kind of a unique flavor. Like you said, definitely stouts. Makes sense. But to put it in, do you know what color your beer is? No. Okay. Because the one I had was, like, like an IPA, just like somewhere between yellow and orange, like just normal. I mean, that's what it's not dark for sure. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's got that ale look to it. So that's so interesting. Yeah. Huh. I like it. Like I said, it's not, it's not that stout look to it or anything like mm-hmm. that. So yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Now, do you know what the Ethiopia Guji <clears throat> is? That is that the coffee I'm... they use? I I'm guessing that's just the coffee beans that they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, they had two different styles on there uh, to pick from when I scanned the beer, and I don't. It doesn't tell me anything other than mm. what you saw. It's one of those cans where they they tape the label on or put the label on. Yeah, stuck it's on. Not, yeah. So. That's uh, yeah, they had two different two different I guess beans. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't know which one it was, but. I like is that a is that a moose? That I'm looking at on Untapped. Yes, that's um, my wife got that. She thought it was very funny, and I did too. Yeah, uh, the moose should have told you we're closed. Moose outside should have told you. <laughs> nice. Well, did, awesome. did I tell you that story? Yeah, uh, I think I did tell you that story. Which one? Um, Jim quotes that line a lot. Oh and, no, and that's and. He never realized that there was a, uh, a National Lampoon's vacation that came before Christmas vacation. Uh huh. Yeah. So. so, yeah, I guess I think you're saying what I suspected you were going to say and that he's never seen vacation. He never, he didn't even know it existed. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't know it was a thing. He thought so Christmas he's... vacation was a... Uh, just a standalone, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We stay home for our vacation. Yeah. So I was gonna say running around, but I don't picture Jim running. So, so you mean to tell me Jim's walking around here telling people the moose should have told you we're closed? Yes. <laughs> From a movie that he uh, does not know exists. That's great. That is yeah. Jim. That He's is a fascinating Jim. one. He is a fascinating one. I had to listen to a lot of Five Finger Death Punch last night. I don't know if you listened to the latest I, Mavs. I did. I I appreciate the outro. Uh, that is that is just not what I picture Jim listening to. No. I I actually just don't picture him listening to anything. But there, it, we're we're really moving into our other podcast yes. territory right now. So. <laughs> He goes to sleep by the hum of the fan in his computer towers. Yeah. Yeah. Just like 
just the absence of sound yes. or he just wants to hear his his car just in case something something's going wrong his truck rather yeah. she's like well i just like to be able to hear the engine <laughs> <laughs> just in case uh anyways good um anything else going on in the beer world for you anything uh new and exciting no, I uh, just uh, drank a lot of it this weekend. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I had another one of those um, those uh, stable twelve crowd pleasers, which is a double IPA nice. that I talked about a couple weeks ago, um, and it's it's at the place that <clears throat> we went out the the other night, and it was just it's just a yummy big heavy double IPA. So nice, just really enjoy that. How about you? Uh, no, um, I was working the, uh, one year anniversary of the, of Port Orleans Brewery. So Did you do anything fun. special for it? Yeah. They put out three new beers, um, a black tea pale ale, a, mm. um, cucumber saison and a double dry hopped IPA. And yeah. I, I actually really liked all three of them. Um, at first, the first taste I had of the the tea pale ale, I was like, oh, oh I don't know about this. Um, but I I had a little more and I I came around, so it was good. Um, really, really liked it. Uh, this seems like uh, the double dry hop would be right up my alley, and I liked it. But I loved the saison uh, because I I do really enjoy the uh, farmhouse style beers, and that was pretty close to like a Belgian farmhouse. Right. So very refreshing. But I got to tell you, uh, I've been drinking a lot of oh, oh. Uh, sorry, bad pod. Um, but my beer was foaming up. So, um, been drinking a lot of our, uh, Mexican lager. Uh, Mexican lager. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like a Corona, but made with, bold. made with more care. Yeah. Like a, yeah, I'm being, I'm being boldest. I'll say that. Um, it's really good. They like make it with uh, lemon zest. So people are always like, do you, can I have a lime? Mm-mm. It's in no. there. It's in there. But people don't understand that the lime the lime isn't made for the beer. It's made to keep flies out of beer. That's what they made the lime for. <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was just to make Corona taste halfway acceptable. Palatable? <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, I think, unless this is an urban myth. That, that would make sense, lime, though. The lime is there to keep flies out of the beer. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know, but yeah. So it so it is brewed with like a lemon. They like finish it off um, with a lemon zest, and uh, it's just it's really light, but all while being very flavorful. And then you know at work, I don't want to be like, you know, I like to give them, give everything a little taste every now and again. But right. if I'm having a beer while I'm working, which is not frowned upon, go. Keep something, you know, stay light on my feet. Yeah. Yeah, that's that'd be a good one to do with. Yeah. A little z- zesty. Yeah. Very refreshing. Very good. Um good. a style that like I wouldn't think um you know, I wouldn't pick out. Uh, have you, yeah, go ahead. Um how many how many of those 
how many Port Orleans beers have you checked in on the pod? Uh, I actually don't know if I've checked any in yet. Uh, if I did, the only one I think I would have checked in would be Storyville. No, doesn't yeah. look like it. I'm just interested. Yeah, and I'll have to. Uh, maybe I'll do that next week. You know what? Um. So. Yeah. Uh, we make we so. I'm I'm trying to condition myself to enjoy lagers and and ales more. Yes. Um, because the so this double dry hopped we released at our anniversary party was only the technically third IPA second double IPA third IPA we've released Mm -hmm. Um, we have one of our flagships Storyville which is I think is a really solid IPA I would describe it as everything an IPA should be and nothing more nothing Mm -hmm. more nothing less Um, but they had a grapefruit Storyville which I loved Um, but it is Storyville still so yeah it's not big our our head brewer uh he he's much more into the european styles mm-hmm. so and uh he's uh he's also a bruins fan i don't hold that against him mm-hmm. because uh they really uh you know deflated vancouver in 2011 so yeah, I'll, got that going for I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. always cherish that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But yeah, anyways, um, I do want to talk about one more Port Orleans thing, and it is the hats. I got a hat huh. from Port Orleans. Uh, it's similar to the one I'm wearing now. It's the, mm. you know, uh, cloth front mesh back, and it's the worst. <sighs> so if, if you notice, Brad... I am wearing the um, uh, Shambeck Carpentry hat that you were so kind to uh, give to me. And I think I told you many moons ago when you gave it to me that it's like one of the most comfortable hats I've ever put on. So I got this hat for uh, for work, this Port Orleans hat. And uh, I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. It's like clear. It's like hard plastic on my head. And I'm thinking like. Hats aren't like this. This isn't how hats are. Right. And I actually had to go grab. I was like, am I just because I remember really liking this hat that that you gave me. And I'm like, am I just crazy? Like, was that hat not insanely comfortable? And I put it on and it's like, this this hat's amazing. I really want to just like bring it into work and be like, guys, go to legacy, legacy hats. Like, yeah. This is ridiculous because mm-hmm. like this is just like, like this feels like wearing just like cloth that feels like you put like a plastic bucket on your head. Right. And I hate it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your compliment mm-hmm. and uh, shame on Port Orleans Brewing Company. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not too much shame. And yeah. Just just, just the merch department. I, I still still love you guys. Yeah. Uh, but man, I it was one of those things where it's like I'm not. Like, hats don't feel like this, right? I'm not remembering this wrong. <laughs> and so I went, went to my closet, pulled this out, and I was like, 
Nope, this is... Yeah. This this is great. What is going nice. on? Nice. So anyways, nice, but not nice. Yeah. Oh. I do. <laughs> I'm honestly going to like bring it up to them and be like, guys, um, is Legacy... That's... That's actually a local local a local hat company, but they they do stuff like nationwide. So yeah, um, yeah, they because uh, I'm a, oh man, they got a sweet like it's one of those kind of startup companies. Like you walk in, um, and like every everyone in the area uses their stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a cool, it's you know like a homegrown type thing, and they got a great workplace. Uh, nice. Yeah, so it's yeah. If if send them, you know, take your hat in, and say hey. I I'm going to because it's horrible, <laughs> and you know, you see me uh, once a week in my home. Yes. I'm usually wearing a hat. Yes, I'm uh, I'm a hat guy. So uh, <sighs> I want to be I want to be able to wrap the brewery, but I'm not going to do it uncomfortably. No. Not going to yeah. do it at the cost of my comfort. <laughs> they make great shirts, though. Great shirts. Yes. Give them that. Um, but yes. Anyways, uh, sort of, sort of beer related. Very tangential, but you know, that's uh, that's the first half of the title right there. Yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah. I, th- I think it might be view time. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's get into it. Um, yes. Will you sign me a movie? Sure did. Uh, called Anon, mm-hmm. which is, I think, well, it is short for Anonymous, mm-hmm. uh, but this is from 2018, uh, Netflix original, uh, starring Clive Owen and Clive Owen and Amanda Seedfried. Yes. Um, uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Clive Owen. Yeah, that's. I'm going to get into that for in a second. Okay, cool. Uh, but Amanda Seedfried, I found out she was. She was raised in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Hey, there you go. Which is kind of very close to me. Um, <clears throat> but so this movie, okay. I would recommend this movie just for the visual effects, okay? What this is is a uh, minority minority report-like um, type movie where uh, the government has a lot of access to your, to you and your ideas and your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Basically, everyone has an implant in their head, right? That records yes. everything they see, everything, all their contacts. Um, basically, your cell phone is in your head, okay? And your your eyes are recording everything, and it can be gone back through and like by the police and kind of. Um, um analyzed and like as you're walking down the street you can recognize like it's like facial recognition like you're people walking by you recognize the faces as they come by yeah um there's all kinds of ads up on buildings that aren't there but they are because they're streaming through it's like google glasses but in your head right right um yeah so it's it's in the way they do it with the visual effects all right um because like probably half the movie is seen through the eyes of the people walking around and it's it's like a a border an outline of 
what you're seeing and like mm-hmm. things are running down the sides and then something will pop up in a screen and you can kind of analyze it and, and look like most of the stuff you see, you don't even know what it is, but someone took a lot of time to do all this stuff. It'd be interesting to see what, if there's any Easter eggs and stuff in there, nice. but basically this is like a whodunit type thing um, where like it, it feel it's an alternate reality type thing where, People are like the government is a little bit too all powerful. Sure. But most people go along to get along. But there's like this subset of people that are, you know, the hackers that are, you know, and it starts off pretty good. Like the first act, it, I was digging, I was into it. And it starts to fall apart a little bit in the second and third act is just kind of, kind of garbage. And Damn. it's mainly because of Clive Owen. Because really? Fuck. I mean, I okay. You know how Clive Owen, how cool he was in Sin City. Yeah, Just like a cool cat. He right? was awesome. I can't believe that they brought in uh, Josh Brolin to replace him in the sequel. Nowhere near as good. Right. Yes, because he had the accent and he was just cool as hell. Yeah. But cool does not age very well because he now is creepy. Oh. Like. Uh, he, very, very lecherous. I mean, you know, he's 52 and really there. No, he's 54. Man, um, I guess that makes sense. And, he, and Amanda Seyfried's like 32, you know, uh-huh. and there is some sexual tensions there and it's like, and he, Hell his yeah. face looks like saddlebags, mm. you know, it's just, it's just an odd thing where we give carte blanche to like these aged guys, these like leading men mm-hmm. to just have their sexual prowess with anything in a, yeah. a skirt. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> Like that doesn't work in the world, real world. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I just I find him. I found him just to be kind of the really, yeah. Um, and he's not that great of an actor in this either. He doesn't do a very good pull off a very good performance. Man, Siegfried is great. She's fine. Uh, the, the the cast around them is good. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple character actors you'll notice, uh, but it's. Overall, I gave it a six. Um, it's worth watching the first act just to see how they do the visual, like the um, the, the interface with the world through your eyes. It's right. just, it's kind of neat. And um, you buy in pretty quickly to that. It's just they lean on it a little bit and it, it's a it's a really kind of convoluted whodunit. And by the end, I'm, I, don't, I don't really care because I'm kind of... I know what's probably going to happen and it doesn't there's the stakes aren't as high as you would like, I guess, or as I would like. So yeah. go in it for, uh, with that tepid, I would give it a, for you, I'd say, yes, watch the first half. And if you're really digging it, just stay with it. Yeah. But, um, most people I'd be like, eh, exercise a it. little bit of caution. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. Cool. Um, yeah, ah, I, uh, I wonder just, I feel like Clive Owen kind of disappeared, um, shortly after Sin City because he was in, 
uh, movies that I can just remember off the top of my head, Sin City, Children of Man, and uh, Shoot 'Em Up. And then I just <laughs> feel like he was kind of gone. So like the mid-aughts, and then he started kind of popping up again and like direct-to-DVD stuff in like 2015, 2016. So I'm he just curious like, what happened me, He there. feels... He kind of feels like a guy born out of his era. Like he feels that. like a Robert Mitchum type or, you know, like that strong, big jawed mm-hmm. uh, uh, leading man who isn't adapting to this. This. I don't know. The, the roles aren't finding him now. Yeah. OK. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I, I was telling you beforehand, I think I'm going to try and sit down and watch it this week. Um, I I already had my reservations about it, um, but I, I thought the trailer was put together really well. And I like um, Clive Owen, so it kind of stinks that he's one of the uh, weak links in the movie. But uh, yeah, I'll check it out still. Well, I'll be interested to see what you think if my uh, appraisal of him is on or off because mm-hmm. I don't know he was he was the weakest part of the movie. But um, like I said, yeah, it's it's worth watching for the visual effects. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you've been listening to the the After Disaster here recently. Yes. Um, oh, I fell into the, some weird hole with the After Disaster on the okay. subject of uh, the After Disaster specifically, but um, on our other show we've been really hammer and overcast hard as our new preferred platform. Right. And, uh, I, the, the one thing that I fell into was, uh, it wasn't, I have it set to like keep one unplayed episode and it wasn't deleting episodes. And I wasn't sure if I had listened to them or not. So I've listened to, to their past three episodes, uh, twice. Oh, and i was like this is very familiar like oh no i've definitely heard this so but anyways uh yes i'm 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 very familiar with the last month of the after disaster right right and it you know just like all you know our our two other podcasts we've pretty much gone over the same tread over the same thing Mm -hmm. many 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 times they probably all all feel familiar but um One of the things Anderson was talking about was in doing his movie oh, was friend of the, um, show. the VR for or not VR. V- right. Yes. The visual, visual effects. Yeah. yeah. Visual effects. Right. For his uh, for groupers and like how much they are actually costing him and like what he should be paying is like twenty thousand dollars for like very simple, very easy stuff that he had no idea was that expensive. Mm. And it's just for basically putting um uh, the text when you're texting somebody it pops up on the on the actual as the people are walking instead of looking right at the phone you know what i mean right like i guess that's a that's a visual effect um but this movie is chock full of it so i can't imagine what the visual effect you know the, that the price tag would be for that <clears throat> yeah and then well we'll come we'll talk about it maybe a little bit more here with one of the movies we're going to talk about yeah a little bit later but yeah, so it's so strange, and that's what um, I was gonna. I was actually gonna. Um, I was thinking about that when you were talking about all the uh, visual effects and like all the first person where you see 
uh, all the screens or like people identifying faces and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. Well, the, I'm looking at the the budget for this thing. Mm-hmm. It's an estimated twenty million dollars. Yeah, and it does not feel that. I mean, it all has to go into the visual effects. Yeah. Jesus. Well, I think he was saying that um, one of the episodes too was like they were talking about something and he was like, well, look at the budget and just assume that half went into VFX. Damn. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Yes, it is. What? (laughs) I accept a lot of things in this world and I think we all do, whether we, we all do, whether we think about them or not, but I do think about this from time to time. Um, (laughs) Just like the amount of money spent, like when Anderson was talking about, he's like he he got him for the equivalent of a song, um, the VFX that were supposed to be twenty thousand dollars, and like it sounds so simple, and I'm not saying I could do it, but just the fact that we have people starving in the streets. Yeah. And someone is putting text on a cell phone on a movie screen for twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, it's not just like what the fuck. What the yeah. fuck? Um, but move past that because that yeah. that is definitely for another podcast. Um, yeah. But sometimes I just can't help myself. It's like whoa, that's mm-hmm. nuts. Um, so Anon is uh, streaming on Netflix. And you assigned a movie to me, which has, I assume, even more visual effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently not streaming. Uh, you can rent it on Amazon if you want for $4.99 for standard definition, $5.99 for high def. Uh, or maybe you've seen it. I don't know. Uh, but... You can you can let us know. I uh, saw, which was assigned to me last week, Thor Ragnarok, uh, directed mm-hmm. by Taika Waititi, um, written by a uh, bevy of people. Uh, and, well, I guess not really. Um, the other people are based on comics by. So Eric Pearson, Craig Kyle, and Christopher Yost uh, wrote this movie. And, of course, it stars Chris Hemsworth... Tom Hiddleston, Kate Blanchett, uh, the hippie guy from The Kids Are All Right. No. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, Kate uh, Blanchett, I think I said, Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. There's a whole gang of people in here. Uh, yes, so uh, this is the third movie in the Thor not really standalone franchise because um, they all they all tie in tie in together, but the Thor uh, subsection of Marvel movies. Yeah, it's Thor three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, it. So I'll, I'll start with this. I did not see Thor: The Dark World um, from a lot of opinions that I value. It's the worst movie in the MCU. Uh, and I was not a fan of the original Thor. So I just, I kind of thought until Brad, you know, tale as old as time, until you came along, mm-hmm. I didn't think I could love Thor. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I watched this movie the other day and um, holy shit. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. And like that's that's really all I can describe it as is uh, it is. Well, I, I can describe it further, but like if I had to pick one word, it was fun. Yeah. It was uh, definitely a, um, not a throwback. Uh, it, it had, it definitely pulled a lot of like 80s, like buddy movie, uh, buddy comedy elements, which, you know, I'm, you know, I'm always down for a buddy comedy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, it put you in this new, uh, but kind of familiar space with the uh, shoot. What was that planet called? Started with an S. Oh, <sighs> um, the the planet where where Thor had to be a gladiator. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we get uh, Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster doing Jeff Goldblum things. Yeah. Which is almost always a great thing. Whenever he's not asked to carry a movie, it's a great thing. He is such oh, yeah. an incredible supporting character. He's great comic relief. Um, I just watched Jurassic Park again the other night, and uh, he was as you do. Oh, he's awesome in that. Actually, I watched it at uh, Port Orleans. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do, and uh, I'm. I kind of want to uh, talk to them and be like, "What if you called it a Bruin View?" Because they, they're calling it uh, Friday Night Brewies. And I was like, eh, that's okay. It's not, it's not bad. It's not I'm bad. I'm actually thinking we should probably change the podcast title, too. It sounds kind of like boobies, <laughs> which is always good. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, he's so good as a supporting character. And uh, that's not, you know... Not a knock against him. Someone's got to get the assist when someone scores. So uh, he's so great in this. Um, mm, I definitely forgot to mention Tessa Thompson as the Valkyrie. She's in everything I've been watching lately. Really? I like her a lot. She's really good. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's really good in Westworld as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, she was in uh, Creed earlier. Okay. what else was she in? She was in. Uh, she's been in handful of things here recently. She's like, you know how you you find an actor and it's just like, oh, they're not this, 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 and this, and this. Yeah. So yeah. Um, oh, she's in Annihilation too, which I, this movie I want to see here. Oh yeah, same here. That's that's on my list, but I haven't. It's not playing anywhere. Yeah. For me, it kind of came and went. So that's mm-hmm. one I might buy here shortly. But um, I heard really yeah, she, good things about it though. What's that? I've heard really good things about it, though. Yeah, yeah, I heard, and yeah, I've been trying to stay away from all spoilerific stuff. Same, so yeah, same. Keep doing that. Anyways. But yeah, um, um, okay. So, um, we were talking a little bit earlier before, and you said about how you didn't like, you know, the first Thor that much, and you weren't, and you definitely didn't watch the second one. Yeah, uh, just based on everything you've heard, mm-hmm. and I kind of mentioned it and i think it's kind of important but like um writing matters absolutely and of course acting or directing and acting too as well because everything matters when you want to make a cohesive movie yeah um which seems like a layup but 
like me as um, I'm a comic book fan, but I'm a very, very specific. I have my titles I read and like I don't really stray too far, especially since like a lot of the stuff I read has been around since, you know, the 60s and before. Like there's this huge back catalog. I don't yeah. read Thor. So you need like I'm not a built in fan. Yeah. You you will have those built in fans who are going to show up, but you have to write something compelling. Uh, you have to like there there are those of us who are just going to show up and and be happy. Um but you, you got to put something down. Yeah. Yeah. And and it takes like you said, it takes a good acting as yeah. well because, like Helmsworth, he or Hemsworth mm-hmm. was great in this. Like he pulled it off. He was, and to me, obviously it is. It's he's a good actor, um, but I felt like I knew that because I liked him in Cabin in the Woods. So yeah. it's not one of those things where it's like, well, you know, he's just a big dumb animal. It was like it's, I've it's seen him in writing. roles I like. Yeah, and. Uh, oh. I didn't like him in Thor. Um, I in the Avengers movies, he's not very good. Um, is except the new one. I think they've yeah. kind of finally found his voice. Yes, for sure. And um, that comes from that starts from the ground up. It starts with writing. They were able to, um, you know, they're they. He's a little snark a little he's a little sarcastic whereas like the first thor the humor they were going for was like oh this is a man from another world isn't that funny Mm -hmm. (laughs) haha now they actually give him stuff to say they give him things to do and chris hemsworth as an actor rises to the occasion so it's awesome yeah he's like um he's he's like he's like uh like if you if drax and um and uh Thor or Drax and Hulk are like the dumb ones. Mm-hmm. He's like one or two steps up from that. Yeah, you know he's not quite <laughs> he's not quite stupid, mm-hmm. but he's not very savvy either. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's a god he, of thunder. He's he he's kind of like the guy who's like never had to work for anything in his life. Um but is also not not a spoiled when, brat. Yeah, but when he does work, he works very hard. Right. Yeah. 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 That. But like you know, those people that just like, well, you know, you don't really have to worry about school because you're the god of thunder. Like it's gonna be okay. Like, so reading and math aren't your strong suits. You're still a god. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um, you get by in your looks. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it kind of reminds me, and maybe he's getting typecast, but. I did see the newer, the newest Ghostbusters, and he kind of plays that same role in there. Oh, no, a, a lot he was, dumber, but he was really funny in the new Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's it's good to see that they found it. And obviously, not, a guy is going to be the funniest part about Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, i i didn't um, I didn't think too highly of the movie, but it definitely was not because of the casting. No. Yeah. It was just all over the place. Yeah. But um, yeah, he was he was funny in that as well. Um, but 
uh, overall, I mean, like you said, it's fun. And mm-hmm. what, what, what I found was really interesting is that you had all that fun and all that stuff, but they were also like able to throw in all that mythological shit yeah. that goes along with it. Like, uh, you know, the term Ragnarok and the, mm-hmm. you know, the goddess of death and, you know, the Thor and yeah. or the Odin, all that stuff. Everything got in, was in there and it all worked together. You kind of understood it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was parts that were like, okay, well, this is what it is. So we're going to just run with it. And, you know, the Hulk Thor thing was fun. Yeah. Um, Banner, like, um, uh, uh, um, Mark, Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo was, was really good was in this. Banner and Hulk. Yeah. Was that, that repertoire was really good. Yeah. Between those two. And I was, um, I was telling you, uh, beforehand, it, it took two characters that I didn't care about and or actively didn't like mm-hmm. and made them great. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, that's what you need to do. And especially for the people who aren't the built-in audience, it's easy to, like, and you're trying to keep up with these movies, which I I am. I feel like we both are. Um, it's, it's not easy to make you care when these are, like, when your only goal is to, like, you know... I'm just keeping up with these so that the next time everyone's together, I'm not completely lost. Mm-hmm. You know, you get, you get as, as a viewer fatigued that way. Yeah, absolutely. And I felt like this was a real, um, breath of fresh air for a character that I've been seeing for four movies now. I mean, his own movie, both Avengers, prior to this and mm-hmm. this yeah like yeah it 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 was reinvigorating so um yeah i think what's cool too is and probably a good I- idea and i think it's maybe something that they're learning from uh, guardians of the galaxy and and uh ant-man is like pick a genre make a genre movie like winter soldier was a spy movie um a- ant-man heist movie uh, Guardians of the Galaxy that like it was comedy but they're you know going for that space opera kind of Star Wars style um, this is like to me this is a like 80s buddy comedy right and they decided yeah. that that's what they were going to do they committed to that and it turned out great so very yeah. awesome um, I think if, if you're a uh, comic book movie fan um you'll and you haven't seen it you probably will uh anyone who's maybe on the fence i say go for it like this is um maybe not what you're expecting so i gave it an eight um which is kind of like right on with um the imdb user poll is 7.9 so right in the mix there a lot of people enjoying this movie Excuse me. And uh, fortunately, you were kind of kind enough to um, uh, share it with me, uh, but it is not streaming yet. So no, do a little work. Maybe get out to your Redbox, or like I said, you can rent it on Amazon. Four ninety nine standard, five ninety nine HD. Yep. Um, Excuse me. I got something going on with my throat today. yeah, well, that kind of leads us into. I mean, the end credits for Thor Ragnarok leads like directly into the next movie we're going to talk about, right? Yes. Because um, we 
those are our assignments for last week. Mm-hmm. And we both went and decided to go see the new Avengers movie. Yes. Which, um, so, uh, yeah, Avengers Infinity War basically brings together, and I guess what they're calling this is like the end of phase three. Mm, yeah. Yeah, like, is every Avengers movie, like, caps off a phase? That makes sense. Or, ends, yeah, yes, yeah. It's the, the, yeah, it ends that phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess this, this, well, um, anyways, it brings together, like, the Guardians, it brings, I mean, based, I mean, you should, it's not a whole lot of spoiler if it stuff but every marvel movie that we've seen prior to this we see at least some of the characters show up right and um, i'm trying to think there's any anything that wasn't kind of paid off i mean it actually did a i think it did a pretty without spoiling anything really it did a pretty good job of paying off everything that had built up to this point i would say um um yeah, I think that certain things like I really didn't think very highly of. Uh, I guess Ant Ant Man wasn't in. No, there wasn't Ant Man. They, was, they referenced he in, it. He was referenced. He was in Civil War, which yeah. Civil War kind of felt like Avengers two point five. Yes. So yeah, it was the better uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah. Um, like overall, I'd say, like it's way better than Age of Ultron, like way better. Um, I'd say it is, it's somewhere with that first Avengers movie. Uh, it's just there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a bunch of different storylines going on that end up coming together. Yeah, at most points. So like it, it is a cohesive story. Um, it's, I don't yeah. know. What do you think? Uh, uh, it's it's a balancing act um, mm-hmm. that they do a pretty good job of. Um, they do a nice job of. Uh, they do a good job blending characters like um, Thor, Groot, and Rocket end up all together. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain America and Black Panther and. Um, uh, Winter Soldier and Hulk are, are all, t- you know, most of the, like, the Avengers on Earth are all together. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they do they do a pretty good job of of that and, like, mixing things up, which is, uh, which is good because, I mean, you have so many characters in this that it's, you got to do something. They can't all just be, like, hanging out together. Um, they gave everyone something to do. Mm-hmm. And and finally, as far as like the big bad guy, mm-hmm. you get you get somebody with a little bit of depth because Thanos had uh, Thanos was def- definitely the best part of this movie for me. Right. Well, I mean, he was. I mean, he was really good for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I don't know if it was best, but for me, it, like, it's finally it was nice to get somebody like with a little. Um, it's just not the big bad faceless right bad guy yeah it's a it's the payoff of someone they've been teasing since the first avengers post-credit scene i think Mm -hmm. yeah so um 
but that's a, so that's the thing I was going to say is they they do a good job. They might not all be they might not make everything out the gate is going to make money. So it's a success in that, right? But like I think Guardians of the Galaxy 2 wasn't very good. It it was okay um compared to the first one. Um I didn't really care for Doctor Strange. I know we've talked about that on this show, but they He was great in this one. They served a purpose. Um, you know, like those those movies were kind of utilitarian. And they uh, there was a reason that these movies came out before it. So you don't have yeah. to worry about, um, you know, the, the uh, backstory or the introduction. Like, you know... Um, you know what Doctor Strange is about, and that's a good and bad thing. I think that it's kind of um, like if you go see a James Bond movie, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to see everything prior to that. Does it? You should. Well, yeah, because they're all they all have something of value. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, you and I both really enjoy those movies, but. Um, you know, you don't have to have seen Goldeneye to enjoy Casino Royale, and you don't have to have seen Moonraker to know that Die Another Day is a bit off the rails. Right. <laughs> um, yes. So, I don't know. I could, I'm. Well, I, I think I feel like I mean, that's kind of a shortcoming of like a movie. But I, I don't I'm not saying that in my, like my final judgment of the movie doesn't factor that in at all. But like it's kind of it's weird to think about like you need to you need to see 18 other movies or you'll be kind of lost. Well, I would say yes and no. Um, it helps. It definitely helps. But I think that most of these characters are kind of in the zeitgeist right now. Whether it, because they're so they're uh, they're so pro- prominent on your TV, you know, like mm-hmm. you know who Thor, you know who Iron Man is, you know who Captain America is. Yeah. Uh, you may not know who Black Widow is, but you know who Scarlett Johansson she is an Avenger. Yes, yeah. You know that, um, uh, you know. I mean, Black Panther is like is you know that huge cultural thing right now. You know, you may not have watched Doctor Strange, but I, I mean, this movie did a little bit of telling but mostly like they trusted the audience for the most part i think is like yes we know like but i was i was sitting there kind of thinking what if no one like what if my wife came and watched this i think she would still enjoy it and that's a question i have for because you and ot went mm-hmm. together yes yeah um and she hasn't seen all of them has she or oh yeah she loves oh, okay. yeah she okay. she loves these and the like we you know we watch the marvel tv shows together more um, like the only re- reason we finished uh, Iron Fist was because and uh, and Defenders I would have given up on both of those but she was fully invested so yeah no yeah. she she's a bad example because she really likes the superhero genre yeah but okay. I know what you mean I, I know they're out there and uh, obviously it's paying off because um, you know so many people are coming to see these movies but I do feel like I don't know. It, it's just weird to think that if you haven't 
like there's required watching before these movies. Like if you watch Avengers and Age of Ultron and then this, and those are the only three superhero movies you've seen, uh, you'd be lost. You'd be absolutely, I feel like you'd be pretty lost. Mm. I I suppose. And I, suppose. I, I mean, this is all obviously just, uh, um, well, just <laughs> what conjecture. I mean, I have, I don't know because because I've seen them. It's not so. it's it's not hurting their box office because right exactly. at, right now it's they're one point six billion dollars worldwide. Yeah, so movie. they're doing okay. <laughs> and it's been what in the theaters for what three weeks? Mm, yeah, I think this is its third weekend we're going into. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think it's not hurting it too much. But I mean, based no. on that, I think we both like this mm-hmm. enough to mm-hmm. like. If you haven't seen it and you're just like, if you have Marvel fatigue, this will actually, if you're done with the Marvel thing, this will actually kind of put a bow on it for you. And like, if you're like interested, (laughs) stop watching. All right. I saw Infinity Wars. I'm going to pretend like none of this exists for the next 20 years of my life. Yes. (laughs) Um, But I think uh, maybe we'll do a little bit of spoiler at the end. Yes. Yeah. We will definitely come back to this at the end because I do want to talk through some stuff. And I know I told you um, yesterday when I left the theater, I was like, yeah, it was okay. It was, you know, it it existed. Uh, And and I've softened up a little bit today. And I did. There there were a lot of things to enjoy about it. Um, But I well, I'll say this before we get into we'll get into spoilers later but just i i um i think if you have superhero fatigue i feel like don't bother oh, okay because i don't well, feel like this necessarily forged any new paths uh i did i think it's actually this movie hopefully it did this movie actually had some balls and it went for it if it unless it acts like a comic book movie then i mean okay there there's some major characters that die and we'll see if they yeah they stay good. but i mean if we look at the slate we know that yeah yeah no we'll and, and that's we'll kind see. of I, that's I'll kind be of the really problem disappointed if yeah but yeah we'll we'll save it but like it did have some major balls um, that a, a lot of other franchises w- would not do. Yeah, you know, um, they can't. Yeah, either that or we're getting into that phase, which all comic books go through, I know. where we're going to start retconning things. <laughs> I, I totally get it. I totally get it. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, but, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, so we had a. Uh, oh, let's uh, let's do some assignments before we yeah. get into yeah, that. Good. Um, I've got one for you. Another uh, Netflix original. Yep. I'm just gonna keep hammering these until we get a home run. Well, I, I, guess. Tell you, I tell you one thing about these so far for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's um, whether it was uh, this week's Anon or if it was uh, Bright, mm-hmm. there are there what they are are um very what are they not aggressive um interesting stories like. Like uh, something like something I can wrap my head around and be like, okay, I like the premise of this. Good premises, you know? yeah. Yes, and whether they pull it or not, off or not, you know. Well, yes. Yeah. Well, well I think I forget what it's called, which is maybe a pretty good indicator. But we watched that one like sci-fi movie 
This was kind of oh, yeah. early um, on in the, I know, early on in the Netflix originals phase. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Damn it, I can't remember what it was. But yeah, I remember that. That was quite a while back. It was, I think yeah. I said you need to watch this because it was, it was good. Um, and then, uh, like, I really loved uh, I Don't Feel at Home in This World oh, anymore. Yeah. Um, I think they're crushing it with a couple of their TV shows. Um, but it's going to be like a, it, it's they want to compete with the big studios and it's going to be like a big studio where it's like not every movie is a home run. Yeah. But oh man, uh, I think I'm trying to figure out because uh, I don't even have a guess as to what it was called. Um, I'm kind of going if you can to remember spectral. Spectral, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I remember Emily Mortimer was in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Love Emily. Yes, yes, yes. Anyways, um, so Kodachrome from 2018 is Netflix original starring Jason Sudeikis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and Ed Harris, which is yummy. Ed Harris. And Elizabeth Olsen. Ah. Scarlet Witch. Yes. Perfect. Um, and you are going to be watching a movie that I think you'll enjoy, uh, starring one of my my faves, Ed Hardy. Or Ed Hardy. Tom Hardy. Jesus, Ed Hardy. <laughs> um, I didn't catch uh, it. I was like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah, Ed Hardy. Uh, uh, Warrior from, I forget what year that is, 2008, 2010? Somewhere around there. Uh, 2011. Yes. There you go. There you go. Uh, nice. I'm excited. This has been kind of a gap in my resume. Uh, I know uh, Matt. I guess we don't have to call him Mavs Matt anymore. Matt mm. is uh, a huge fan of this movie. And uh, I remember it stopped streaming on Netflix before I could get to it. So I'm happy that it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So nice. Yep. Um, if you're a fan of the USA, you're UFC, you're like, you'll like this. Okay. Um, even if you're not, you probably like it too. It feels, uh, well, you know, we'll talk about it next Yeah. Time. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Um, so, Kodachrome and Warrior. Kodachrome is on Netflix. Warrior is on Amazon Prime. If you want to wait till we uh, weigh in on those, I got a little movie from uh, 1995 for you called Heat. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. He's got a great ass. <laughs> and you got your head all the way up it. And uh, Mr. Michael Mann. Mm-hmm. Who uh, occasionally does some stuff. Cool. I've got uh, something for you. It's a simple plan. Streaming on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, so I think, yeah, you, yeah, I think you enjoyed this movie. I sure did. Yeah. So it's it's a good it's a nice little movie. Uh, yeah. An interesting little premise. So, um, yep. Check it out on Amazon. Uh, that's that's all I got. For yeah. That. All right, cool. So uh, just to reiterate, next week we are talking Kodachrome from uh, this year on Netflix, Warrior from 2011 on Amazon Prime, and uh, our streaming recommendations are Heat, streaming on Netflix from 1995, and A Simple Plan over on Amazon Prime is from 1998. Cool. Cool, cool. 
All right, I am uh, out of beer while being full of beer. So, uh, gotcha. Got break time for me. Kill two two birds with one stone. Yes. And uh, gotcha. we'll be RB. It'll feel like mm-hmm. no time for you, uh, you cats at home. All right. That's right. All right. So, uh, we've got a list for you. <laughs> it's been a little. It feels like it's been a little bit since we've done a list. Yeah. Well, in, we were supposed to do it last week, but we got very long-winded. Oh, yes. Uh, I, uh, it, I made a crucial mistake last week, and I went out and uh, I had a few beers before the podcast. Wow, that's never yeah. really a problem. Uh, when you need to you know, form coherent sentences, I feel like, you know, yeah. you got you to you. dial it back. Um, yeah, it, that's, I mean, they come to expect that from us on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we um, we like to talk, but uh, based on and the other thing is we hadn't seen each other for a couple of weeks and we had to get caught. I think we we were we started at eight thirty in the evening my time and ended. We stopped talking at like twelve thirty or twelve forty five. So it was a good four hours of yeah either potting or bullshit. And so, uh, mm. <clears throat> um, but anyways, uh, based on last week's events you were you were a significant role in a in a wedding so yes pretty much the de facto religious person yes i was the minister i actually today um framed my credentials and and (laughs) put them on the wall (laughs) uh and i was gonna see how long it would take ot to uh find them she was taking a nap at the time and she immediately was like well, would you look at that? That's <laughs> nah, picture's not going to turn out. But yeah, so long story short, uh, I uh, was uh, officiating a wedding. No big mm-hmm. deal. And you were uh, what? You were a surrogate for God mm-hmm. or God's. He was speaking uh, through me. I like to that's think. Right. Or she. Yeah, they were. Alanis Morissette was speaking through me. That's right. Uh, but uh, I thought it'd be a good idea to do religious figures or characters and it's uh i i've had fun coming up with this list i think i got some good ones yeah yeah i uh as as i'm want to do i always try and do it from memory first because i feel like that's a good indicator of the ones that have made the most impact on me Mm -hmm. and uh when you suggested it i think i was overthinking it because when i came back to it i was like Hmm, okay. This person. This person. Oh, okay. So I'm happy with my list as well. I I, I like the uh some of the things I pulled. I got one or two, I would say two two kind of cutesy choices. Okay. Yeah, well, Cheeky yeah. as someone across the pond might say. Yes. Alright, well I will start us out. Please do. And I got a twofer, uh, because it's pretty much it's in the same vein. It's the same director, same pretty much time frame. Uh, but my first one is uh, Car- Cardinal Glick, played by George Carlin in the movie Dogma in 1999. Mm. Um, and the second one is Nun, played by Carrie Fisher in Jay and, Bob- Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back from 2001. Nice. Um, so pretty much um, Cardinal Glick introduces the Buddy Christ <laughs> and uh, making the, the Roman Catholic Church a little bit more accessible. Yes. And um, 
and uh, in uh, Kevin Smith's irreverent and very funny and I think very poignant movie, um, uh, Dogma. Uh, I I love this movie a lot just because how irreverent it is and how it, you know, it's it's a little dated and very wordy. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I'm still a big fan of it. And uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, terrible movie, uh, but the whole scene it has its um, moments. Yeah, but we get Carrie Fisher to play a nun, mm-hmm. and for uh, Jay to go down on a nun. <laughs> so yes, uh, those two characters from from the mind of Kevin Smith. Nice. I knew Dogma was going to come up on your list, so I avoided it completely. Yes. Uh, nice. Okay. Um, so one of my, uh, one of my picks, um, I haven't seen Man of Steel, um, but Henry Cavill as uh, Superman in Batman mm-hmm. vs. Superman. Uh, he is, uh, maybe not conventionally religious, but he is a Jesus allegory through and oh, through. Sure. And, um, even though we, well... I think we were we were pretty kind to this movie compared to some other people. It's not the best movie, um, but uh, Henry Cavill as Superman, uh, and, and I say this as someone who hasn't seen uh, Man of Steel, but I've seen the uh, Christopher Reeves version, mm-hmm. uh, brings a lot more uh, gravitas to the role instead of this fun like campiness that... Um, I feel like has divine defined Superman for so long, and uh, he he um, he is the uh, he is Amer er, Americas. He is the savior, mm-hmm. and um, he is sent to uh, die on the proverbial cross. Um, and I don't think that it's. Um, a stretch by any of the imagination to say that he's a Jesus allegory. Um, oh, for sure. And, uh, I mean, he shows up in church. Yeah. Talks to, his, you know. Yeah. Um, he, there's him in the, he doesn't have his arms outstretched, but when he's coming down, um, the light makes a silhouette behind him. And, you know, he, he just, from a visual standpoint and then from an actual action standpoint. Absolutely. And you said something there that it, it's, yeah. Is something to be said because like these movies do get a lot of shit and we do are hard on them. Yeah, you and I are hard on them. And I know uh, we've gone back and forth a little bit with Fredo. Yeah, as far as like, our our hate or like a perceived maybe perceived dislike of it or perceived hate. Yeah, these movies for me are watchable. I I will go back and watch these and I have I watched Batman vs Superman again. Um, <clears throat> I probably will watch Justice League again. It's mm-hmm. it's just. I, I wanted it to be like great. I wanted it to be Godfather right. comic book movies, and it just wasn't that. I guess my expectations yeah. were supposed a little bit too high. So yeah, um, yeah, we did go back and forth. Well, I don't know if we uh, Fredo did definitely point out we were, especially compared to our Batman vs Superman review, we were really. I think he said just ice cold. <laughs> yeah, um, which is I like that. Uh, yeah, we we definitely were hard on the movie because we had expectations for I did. it I, but, I wanted i wanted to be better than marvel because that's but it also DC. wasn't a, it wasn't a well-made movie and i think no. like no matter what whether it is a comic book movie or um you know a period piece or a legal drama um 
I don't think right. any. Yeah, I don't think any genre gets gets uh, a pass from criticism. And we're guys who, especially since we started this podcast, watch a lot of movies. We're not professional critics, and you know we do it for fun, and we love that we have people like Fredo who one afford us the opportunity to watch movies like Justice League. Um, but we'll go back and forth with us. But you know, we we rip it apart because we care. I guess is what yeah. I'm getting at. So, um, yeah, Superman as a, an allegory for Jesus in uh, Batman versus Superman. Very good. Very good. Um, going to a movie I really love. Uh, well, most of these movies I really like. Actually, yep, 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 yep. And yep, all these movies I like. Um, I'm going with Bishop. I think it's Bishop. It might be Cardinal. Lilliman. Uh, Lilliman. Um, and... Uh, played by John Standing, and he is the bishop in V for Vendetta from 2005. Oh, I did not recognize who you were talking about at all. Yes, yeah, so now I, um, I we do. get um, we get V, who is 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 taking revenge on all of his previous captors, the people that made him the way he is, the people mm-hmm. that uh, have made the uh, the country of England the way it is now and he is taking vengeance on them and he does it through various forms and one is using natalie portman as a a young school girl to uh for his depravities that are hidden from the public but are allowed just because he has so much power and he is thus set up by v and uh quite a fitting and uh deserved death that he receives. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just slimy, yucky, just like, um, it's, it's a caricature of, of what we think the, um, the, the evil cat Catholic priest is, you know, yes. there's, there's many, many, I mean, obviously many, many more good Catholic priests than there are bad ones, but the bad ones, they, they get what we look at and fucking you know, horrible. See, yeah. And they give them a bad name, and maybe for good reason. But I'm sure there's many out there that go into it and are are legitimately invested in what they do. But this is, uh, you know, the silver screen um, taking that cliche and, and ramping it up to the to the yucky mm-hmm. uh, pinnacle that it, of bishop or whatever cardinal. So, yep, nice, excellent, excellent. And it's streaming on Netflix right now. Oh, really? That's Please awesome. Vendetta, yeah. Yeah, nice. Uh, my number four is uh, from a movie I'm very fond of. It's called X2, X-Men United. Mm. <laughs> and, oh, uh, yes, yes. Um, yes. I just, uh, um, Liam and I just watched this nice. recently. Uh, he has one of the best sequences in the movie. Uh, and... Uh, he is uh, a religious man, uh, Nightcrawler, played by Alan Cumming. Um, he, uh, yeah, so the, the opening scene in the White House, right? Yes. Yeah. Such a great scene. Has very little, uh, actually has nothing to do with religion, but man, is that a great scene. Um 
But yes, the character of Nightcrawler. Yes, if you're, they touched on it enough. Yeah. In the movie, I guess. But like, if you read the comics, you know what he's about. Yes. Yeah. So, and he he has covered himself in uh, uh, angelic symbols. He's, um, I believe there's a, there's a scene in the church where he uh, is um, explaining all his. Uh, Yes, his uh, markings and his the symbolism on his body um, mm-hmm. as a uh, I should have written this down as a um, <laughs> homage, I guess, for for lack of a better word, to uh, Gabriel, the mm-hmm. angel. Yeah. And yeah, um, is- yeah, definitely. I would say I draw on some of my um, outside experience from the movie, but uh yeah, they definitely do make a point to show that this is a religious character. Um, this is a man who is committed to Christ. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a movie that is like uh, quite, I, I'd say almost overtly anti, uh, anti or it, it, more atheist than anything, right? I mean, these movies are yeah. You know, this is this is uh, you know this is Darwinism. This is this yeah. is evolution. This is there, there's not a whole lot of well, but, yeah. I mean, there is that that back and forth. Um, yeah, definitely Darwinism. Uh, like uh, like Magneto wants to you know wipe out humans and mm-hmm. survival of the fittest. Yeah, and uh, well, the third one is um, I think. Uh, an allegory for uh, homosexuality. Really? Yes. Yeah. Very gay movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it is uh, because there is the um, the whole like it, it's uh, it can be cured. There's a cure for yes. the mutation, and like some people want the cure, some people are proud of who they are, and um, you know, afraid to come out to their parents and. Uh, Stuff like that, yeah. Um, which I think is kind of weird because, yes, uh, Brian Singer did the first two, and and he's yeah. uh, gay and maybe just the absolute worst. Um, and then what's his name did the third one, who uh, is straight and the absolute worst. I need to look it up. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, Brett Ratner, who uh, Gal Gadot refused to be involved in Justice League until he was removed from the project because he is, by all accounts, a piece of shit. So, yeah. yeah. So, so the shitty gay guy made the first two movies. Um, (laughs) He's not shitty because he's gay. Um, And then the the shitty straight guy made the third one, which was pretty overtly homosexual mm-hmm. yeah weird. that's weird that's yeah. interesting though I, I didn't ever i never really thought of it that way yeah i've thought a lot about that. i love these the first two um i'm not a big fan mm-hmm. of the last stand um but it's just one of those things that sucks because like whenever i love these movies but i know we've talked about this before but whenever um you know brian singer's name comes up it's like you know i would i could live without these movies if it meant that someone went unharmed and it's like 
I don't know. Yeah. I know it's a court of but public opinion thing, but and, like, and he just seems like a real piece of yeah. fucking shit. I mean, yes, that's that's well and good, but mm-hmm. like, like, yeah, we. I think we need to. And I know you're not doing that. Like, yeah, it, it's you're not doing the whole virtue signaling thing, but right because it's, but like, you know. If if we didn't know his name, then we would never know his crimes either. Right? You know. True. So True. maybe these movies needed to be made so he's he could be brought out to the forefront and they could kind of crush him a little bit. But yeah, um, right. No, and it's one of those things where it's like it's, it's all technically hearsay. Like he's never been accused in the court of law, just the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely, you know finding him guilty in the court of public opinion, which is something that I kind of frown upon. But at a certain point, it's just like, I feel like, all right, we've, I've, I've heard enough. Like, get the fuck out of here. You're a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not, if you're not uh, a, uh, you're at least a bad enough person for people to think these things about you. So, right. but um, whatever, that's not where, well, kind of falls into the religious yeah, it's all kind of appropriate. Um, but let's let's uh, let's have some fun. Let's keep having yeah. fun. Uh, oh. So the, my number four is Nightcrawler, played by Alan Cumming. Very good. Well, I'm all about the fun in this movie. Just mm. a barrel full of laughs. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eli Sunday, mm. played by Paul Dano. Oh, and there will be blood. Yeah, this from is 2007. That was that uh, quirky indie comedy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, quirky quirk fest. <laughs> yes, as you like to call them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, one of the movies I've actually given a ten on on IMDb. Uh, just a, uh, great performances all around. Um, uh, Paul Dano originally was supposed to play one of the twin or one of the brothers. And ended up playing both of them because the other person that was supposed to play. Okay, so he plays a, a set of twins, mm-hmm. Paul Sunday and Eli Sunday. And then the way that uh, Daniel Day Lewis was treating because of his method acting was treating the other actor. He couldn't take it, and Paul Dana was all he was all about that life, and he was able to play off it and make it work. Um, and uh, just a just a performance i mean just the back and forth like overacted like it, it's at times it feels like it's it's like uh you know um i've forsaken my boy you know you've mm-hmm. forsaken your boy i've forsaken my boy um that that back and forth between those two and at the time and age when this movie was placed you know religion was such a huge part of life especially on the frontier yeah and uh, just because you had to pray away or had to justify all the shitty things that were happening around you. Why did this happen? Well, it's God's will. It wasn't because this, you know, we shouldn't have gone this far. You know, we shouldn't have come out this far and, and dealt with all these hardships. Right. Oh, no. I think. Uh, Brad, are you Not on me? mute? I'm here. Okay. 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 Um, Was I yeah. getting spotty? Uh, it looked like you froze, and then I could see you talking, but I couldn't hear anything. But things okay. seem to be have uh, picked up, as is God's okay. will. So, as God's will, yes. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, but anyways, he he plays the fire and brimstone, even though you know, like, you, it's never proven, but you know he's a charlatan. Like he's yeah. not, he's not the person. He's all. He's just the thorn in uh, uh, Daniel Playview's side. Um, and it's just a, it's a great back and forth. It's a, it's a great, <laughs> it's a great antagonist to an antihero, which mm-hmm. is a weird thing, right? Yeah. He plays the the spoiler. He's the anti antagonist yeah. to the anti hero. <laughs> Somehow works, yes. Mm. Uh oh, man, this movie's so good. Is yeah. it streaming anywhere, do you know? It is. It's actually I think it is streaming on both Netflix and Amazon okay. at the same time. Now this was There's as no I excuse. checked last week, so I'm gonna have to let me double check as you go on to yours now. There's no excuse. You know. All right. So my, uh, where are we at here? My number three is the, uh, the lovely, talented, by all accounts, a real down-to-earth sweetheart, Lindsay Lohan. Uh, in 2010, she played April in a movie that I uh, fucking... I uh, I will defend uh, to to stay on theme. I will defend this movie to hell and back. I love the movie Machete, uh, uh. directed by Robert Rodriguez, uh, who uh, wrote it after making a uh, fake trailer for the um, double feature Grindhouse. Uh, he went ahead and made this movie, and April, uh, who's played by Lindsay Lohan is uh she is a webcam girl um she like does some really weird inappropriate stuff with uh um webcams and uh her mom and and machete she's drug addict and of course she's a poor little rich girl uh and uh at one point, she winds up. Um, there actually was a joke about. Uh, I think her dad s- said he's uh, when he found out that she had a website. He said he's sending her to a convent. And uh, at some point, she uh, gets knocked out, wakes up in in uh, church, and uh, she she quote unquote answers God's call. <laughs> and um, have you seen Machete? No, I haven't. I, <laughs> I, I should. I just. You don't I, have to. You know, it's one of those things where you're like. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I think you can decide pretty quickly if you like it or not. As far as like, just watch the trailer. If you're like, you just oh, have to okay. be in the right frame of mind. I, I yeah. love the fact that they did it just based off that shitty trailer. Yeah. And I, I both love and, and hate Robert Rodriguez. I don't actually. I don't hate him. I love a lot of the stuff he's done, but he just seems so self-sabotaging. Yeah. Um, with some of the some of the career decisions he's made and some of the ways that he's chose to invest his money. Um, but he also is a true indie filmmaker. So yeah, yeah. You gotta kind of you gotta kind of love that. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, April as a uh, magnum toting nun. Hmm in the third act of the movie. 
it's so it's so strange and so off the wall and, and just it all fits so perfectly into this little movie world that Robert Rodriguez has made this uh uh I think he called it a, a mexploitation flick. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, and oh man. So like it really if you enjoy grindhouse movies cuz he's kind of there's a reason that him and Quentin Tarantino hooked up um, is because they both love movies and they both love trashy movies. Um, and Tarantino is able to elevate it quite a bit. Um, but Robert Rodriguez likes hanging out in that, that B movie sweet spot. So yeah, like if you like, you know, midnight movies and grindhouse house flicks, then, you know, this is, a, uh, it's one of those where it's kind of like um, where people were confused on Pacific Rim. It's like, is it an homage or is it making fun of these movies? It's like, this is kind of what you get with Machete, but if you know Robert Rodriguez, you know that he loves these type of movies. Yeah. So. Yep. Good pick. I like it. Yes, yes. Lindsay Lohan as April Booth in Machete. Very good. All right. Well, I got two characters, but from the same movie Mm -hmm. for my number two, uh, just because I love this movie so much. And it plays around with a couple different uh, religions. Um, First, we get uh, the first one of the first characters to show up is uh, um, the he's he's his IMDb uh, or he's credited as first Krishna. His name is David Leisure or Leisure. Uh, you'd know him as Joe Isuzu hmm. in the movie Airplane, <laughs> and as it, uh, the Krishnas are a uh, a, um, a joke that keeps uh, a joke that runs through the movie, um, mm-hmm. and there's not a whole lot of Harry Krishnas going on anymore, and I, I don't think maybe some people wouldn't even recognize what it is. It was kind of like a uh, like a cultish type monkish society. And from what I understand, they would, you know, offer peace and love and, you know, flowers. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> at one, one time, uh, at one point during the movie, uh, uh, Ted Stryker needs to, to get through, to get to the, uh, to the airplane. He has to fight off a bunch of people to get to it. Uh, and the second one is, uh, the nun playing by, uh, Maureen McGovern, who uh, who <laughs> offers uh, the guitar to uh, uh, the one of the stewardesses who plays the guitar later on. Uh, just I don't know. It it's just you know symbolism. You know people like that's like this movie is just full of just caricatures. You know, there's a person in a turban. There's you know the black guys that speak jive. There's, um, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, of course. Uh, there's uh, the nun. There's, uh, it's just all kinds of people. It just shoved in the same place, like all aspects of society, all, for lack of a better, team, uh, better term, memes of the age mm-hmm. that this movie was made. They yeah. just shoved them into this airplane and and had interaction interactions with them. So, uh, I just really want to talk about this movie. And yeah, well. Uh, it's a good choice and it's a good movie to talk about, yeah. but yeah, I like that. They were, 
it it was uh <laughs> memes of the age very appropriate <laughs> i gotta watch it again i haven't seen airplane in a few years Fuck. I probably haven't seen it in probably 10 years, mm-hmm. but I know, I know that I could probably, we could probably I, yeah. do a commentary on this and I could just quote it the whole way through. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like I know it, you know, better than I know some of my own friends. Um, but yeah, it's a good movie. Always, always worth talking about. Jonathan Banks mm-hmm. is in this movie. I don't, I don't know who he is. He's Gunderson and I'd have to go back and look. I, didn't know Mike from Breaking Bad was in this movie. Ah, I love Mike. No, I don't know. Uh, no, that's hilarious. Mm. Okay. Um, all right. My number two. Oh, just real quick to go back. Uh, it uh, There Will Be Blood is just streaming on Amazon. And nice. uh, Airplane is streaming nowhere. Mm. I don't like that. All right. Um, we mentioned uh, movies we gave tens to. Mm-hmm. I've got an I've got a ten for you for num- for my number two. Uh, Michael Corleone in 1972's The Godfather mm-hmm. is a classic example of the religious man uh, I grew up around. Uh, not not a mob boss necessarily, but a person who. Uh, doesn't seem very uh, righteous or devout six days of the week. And then, uh, you know, on, on uh-huh. that seventh day, they show up to their uh, son's uh, baptism and, uh, you know, okay. appear to be a good, like good Christian. Um, and I think the, the culmination and honestly, one of the best um, cross hatching of, of uh of scenes in in any movie is is Uh-oh. the uh the christening or the um the baptism yes uh it, it just it shows the incredible the, the dichotomy of the kind of really the death of the family man because that person mm-hmm. is nowhere to be found in the godfather part two um but the uh the man who can sit there and and accept uh Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and, um, you know, take communion and swear to live out God's will while his um, will is uh, dished out to the the heads of the other families of the opposing crime families in New York. And it's such an incredible scene. Yeah. Incredible yeah, piece of movie making. And... Um, one of the first things I thought of, all revolving around a um, very religious ceremony. Not not just, you know, Sunday church, but an actual, like, um, bringing a new member into the flock, into the congregation, in, in the baptism. It's, it's, a, um, it, it's a great scene because it, it does, it, like you said, it's the cross-hatching, and it's in real time, right? So it's yeah. like doing this, this, and this. But what it also does, is it gives it actually lends to a bunch of, so like a movie, like uh, let's say snatch uh, mm-hmm. the end end scene of that, you know, where all the things are going on and you see like a little bit of it, it jumps back in time a little bit. And you know what I mean? It's, it lends to that final scene yeah. type of tying everything together and all the things that have been hinted at. Um, 
and it, it just kind of boom, 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 and you're just like, oh, that's what it was all about. Yeah, 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 and that's uh, yeah, it's a good pick because that man of God, mm-hmm. that religious figure, that that quote unquote Godfather, yeah, is uh, it's yeah, that's that's a good pull. I like that a lot. And that is streaming on Netflix right now. Yes, it is. Yeah, all all three of them. So, yeah. Um. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to bring up about Thor. Mm-hmm. Is that the best third movie, like of of a trilogy? Hmm. It's obviously the best one. Oh, by far of the of the Thor movies. Uh, is it I'm the, so is confident. It the... I haven't seen the second one. I'm I'm that confident in how no, good the third one is. Fine. But like, um, as far as like the, it has, is any of any movie in any trilogy, is the third ever the best? Yeah, that's a good question. See, I I think there really is a discussion for the um, the strong sequel, because I think sequels get a bad rap just because so many of them are money grabs. But if you have things like franchises like um like well, like batman for example on that yeah one. yeah 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 like batman for example something that clearly lends it like is a franchise lends itself to other stories yeah. like i don't feel like it's fair to throw that and um i don't know something that comes out you know two years later after this like surprise hit i don't know um yeah that's a different discussion but third movie yeah i mean i would i would say that um because the things that stand out to me are godfather 3 jurassic park 3 (laughs) neither are great (laughs) um uh the uh third in the indiana jones and last crusade last crusade's good it's way the first one's the best yeah i yes but as far as rewatchable I've watched Last Crusade about a million times. Hey, that I mean that's us. That speaks volumes. Um, <laughs> people really seem to think that The Dark Knight Rises was just a steaming pile of shit on no the way. internet, but I think it was great. I'm not saying it was the best in the trilogy, <laughs> but I don't think it. I don't think that trilogy went out. Yes, there's some like. You could pick apart all three of those movies until they were just bare bones. And like, yeah, of course, they they all suck if you're just going to sit there and nitpick everything. Um, all movies do, for the most part. But, yeah, I, I never really understood that, like, the people who were like, oh, D- Dark Knight Rises, how, what, what a, you know, goes out with, great series goes out with a whimper. Like, eh. Not really. I'm not saying it's the best one, but I am. I it literally goes out with a bang. Yeah, yeah. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, all right, my number one. Yeah, go ahead. Because uh, I could just name movies all night. Dark Knight Rises, Batman. Yeah. He, yeah. No. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Um. My number one. Uh. It's. I don't. This is the first one that came into my head because it was so obvious and when i think of uh you i think of religious figures and i think of this type of person as uh aben cooper as mike played by michael parks in the movie red state <laughs> just kidding i don't think of you i know uh, but I, I do love this 
caricature. Great character. character. Um, I just want to say that I also the I I left Kevin Smith off my list because I knew that the two movies that I immediately thought of, I knew that you were going to come up with them, and I both (laughs) I I I love great pick. I'll say that. Thank you. But I purposely left this off. Okay. Well, yeah. I um. I just uh. He he. For some reason, I don't know why he got passed over for any kind of. I mean, maybe because it is Kevin Smith. But mm-hmm. like, I thought that what he did, like those monologues that he did in the middle of this movie, were just uh, mesmerizing, like stomach churning and like gross, mm-hmm. but like mesmerizing, like in. Why we didn't know who Michael Parks was until he, I mean, he just recently died here. Yeah. Um, really? It's kind of weird. That's sucks. Yeah. No, he was he, so good in this. And I, I I, liked this movie. I see what you saw in it, but I definitely, like, I don't like this movie anywhere near where you like it. And, and yeah. this is one of the performances that I immediately thought of when you brought up this list, so... I, and I think in. this this movie has a, a bunch of it's it's a little disjointed as far as you know who you're rooting for who what's the story actually about because it, it goes from one thing to another pretty quickly mm-hmm. um, and you know that's Kevin Smith just writing a lot of dialogue and not really sticking to a really tight plot um, because it, it it does jump around a bit but mm-hmm. um, the characters and the writing for the characters like John Goodman and um, why do I always forget his name? Um, uh, uh, from uh, uh, Usual Suspects, um, the short guy. Uh, uh, damn it. Uh, what else is he in? Um, uh, grumpy Old Men as the son. Uh, it's not... Mm. Um, Kevin Pollack. Kevin Pollack. Okay, that's not who I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, um, the characters are great, but uh, I think Michael Parks steals the show as the religious cult uh, uh, leader or the uh, the, um, the Westboro Baptist uh, mm. uh, surrogate. You know, the, you know, the, uh, the Michael, or not the Michael Phelps, the uh, Fred Phelps stand-in for this movie mm-hmm. um, when it comes to, I mean, this is basically based on the, the Westboro Baptist people and uh, it, just the, so I grew, not that I grew up in this quite this type of church, but it wasn't that far off. If you can take a step back mm-hmm. and just some of the verbiage and stuff that he was pointing at or that he put out and the way he emphasized a lot of the, it just the beats that he hit, just the way he talked was very, um, I don't know. It was just, it was a great performance and like, yeah, this is my number one mm-hmm. for sure. If, if there's any reason to watch Red State is for Michael Parks performance in this movie. Absolutely. And you know, I, I didn't like the movie Tusk, but I like him and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on IMTV looking right now and, and I'm looking at it and like, he looks like a friend of mine that I used to work with. Oh, really? And I think that's why <laughs> it's, it's part weird. of the reason that I'm like, yeah, I like Tusk. I, I like him and Tusk. Um, okay. He looks just like a guy. He was an older guy. 
Um, so it's not that far off. It's not like, oh, the, you're going to grow up to be the guy from Tusk <laughs> or you're going to grow up to be uh, in red state. What's really weird is I was uh, one of my best friends from high school and I was like a best man in his wedding mm-hmm. or I was the best man in his wedding. His name is Michael Parks. Nice. Yeah. So. Oh, he was in uh, Planet Terror. From yeah, he was. Um, I don't I remember I think he's, he's uh, Kevin Smith stole him from from. Um, uh, man, why am I just losing everything? Uh, Tarantino. Oh, OK. Yeah. Because uh, Smith and Tarantino are kind of boys. Yeah, well, I mean, Tarantino is the ultimate stealer. <laughs> the yeah. the lifting things um, yeah. out of out of love. He does it because yeah. he loves movies. Homage. Yeah. Homage. Uh, yeah. Heavy heavy handed homage, but yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, nice. All right, I like it. Um, I, um, I feel a little vindicated. I knew. That that was coming. I'm glad it was your number one, uh, and it is a fantastic choice. So, uh, my number one is is Rutger Hauer, but probably not in the role you think. <laughs> uh, he was in a uh, <laughs> he's in a movie <laughs> directed by Robert Rodriguez. Oh, uh, from 2005 called Sin City. Yes, he played yes. Cardinal Rourke. Oh, he, he, this is my Bishop Lilliman. He right. he uh, was a, a gross, gross man. Um, he uh, had um, a, a kind of a brief role, but it, but it was uh, a memorable memorable one to me, and I think it was because it was a build up and payoff of uh, character Kevin. Who was um, the the Hobbit guy? Yes, um, N- not yeah. from the Hobbit, from Lord of the Rings. Uh, the blue-eyed guy. Shit. Um, yeah, we're, we're yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, so the character Kevin Elijah Wood. Yes, perfect. Thank you. Um, him. So Cardinal Rourke. This you have this character Kevin, uh, who does gross gross things while wearing a suspiciously familiar to charlie brown's sweater um he's a cannibal he preys on whores and hookers and the whole lot and um while marv is on this this uh you know whirlwind tour of vengeance he goes all the way up to the cardinal of the church who is played by rutger hauer and uh, it, it's just such a great payoff of like this character, Kevin, like he, he's gross and he's weird, um, but he's connected to the, the halls of power and like the families in Sin City who essentially run the city. Um, you know, he's uh, Cardinal Rourke is uh, his brother is uh, Powers Booth's character is a senator. And um, yeah, you just find out that that uh, Cardinal Rourke was eating whores in a very, very literal sense, not in a uh, sexual way. (laughs) So gross. It's such a great payoff of a character that, like, the character of Kevin is already gross, um, but just the fact that he has this connection to this man that is a moral compass 
of Sin City. So, you know, there you go. Yeah. Um, but it, this man that, that occupies a space that is reserved for a moral compass of a community, I, yeah. I just feel like it's such a great payoff. Well, it, it's it's also great because, like, you know, like, as soon as you see Rucker Hauer and, like, the, you know, the habit, or not the habit, but, the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, yeah, uh, the, as a, as a yeah. religious figure, you're like, okay, this, the, you know, he can't be good because Rucker Howard can never be good. Mm-hmm. He's never the good, unless he's hobo with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, but he's always bad. And then you start, he starts talking and he has that like, you know, cigarette, uh, mm-hmm. cigarette, uh, stained voice. And, and then he does, he's not even just bad. He's evil. You know, yeah. He, to the core. he goes from bad to evil, which is just—it's just juicy. You yeah. know, it's—I mean, it's comic book, mm-hmm. and it is. That's what it is. It's a comic book come to life, and yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, good pick. I really like that. Um, I, for, I totally forgot all about him. Oh, totally. I love because because oh man, how many times can I repeat myself? I just feel like it's such a great payoff of this character. That is already gross, and then you you just connect him to people of power. So this was a guy like if Marv didn't stop them, you would have this the, like keep like literally cannibalizing whores. It's crazy. Yeah. It's such a. I mean, only only Frank Miller, mm-hmm. and and uh, only Robert Rodriguez could bring it to life quite like. That's right. Quite like the panels. Nice. Well, we got some uh, heavy Kevin Smith, heavy Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. Some choice uh, filmmakers there. One that was I had a I had a backup in case uh, you you brought up one of my list. Mm-hmm. Um, Priest Valen from uh, Gangs of New York, Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. nice. the priest. Got to have like he 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 deserved a mention because yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was uh, for, I mean, 15 minutes worth of screen time. Uh, he was a, an overriding character throughout the whole film. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the reason for the whole movie. You know, the, the overriding, uh, what do you call it? The the motive, you know. Yeah. Uh, he loomed over top of the movie. So, uh, and just a cool, I, I just recently watched the, probably the first hour of Gangs of New York and that opening scene, that whistle. Mm-hmm. You know, as they're walking through the caverns and stuff, of that, and uh, you know, walking out onto the snowy battlefield, uh, it's it's pretty pretty epic. Yeah, uh, love that movie. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah, really good movie. Yeah. I gotta watch that uh, Sin City here shortly. I, I think it's streaming on Netflix. Um... So yeah, we'll check her out. Give her, give her a shot. I do think that that is one of uh, one of the best. Um, yeah, actually, Sin City and uh, mm-hmm. the sequel, which is not very good, uh, except for Eva Green, uh, is <laughs> streaming on uh, on Netflix I right now. Still have not seen. Have not seen it uh, since City Two. It's not. So maybe I should. Uh, yeah, I mean you can. I. It's not good. Um, and I could not wait for 
this was one of the movies that I paid such close attention to mm-hmm. that I was like constantly, and it was probably pretty close to the time where I actually got like fast internet as well mm-hmm. for the first time in my life. So <laughs> I, I could pay attention. Um, I, I was all over this movie and just the like 10 year production hell that it went through. And it just was not worth the wait. Yeah. Bummer. And Gangs of New York streaming on, this is the one I remembered was streaming both on Netflix and Amazon right now. Oh, nice. Which is rare. Yeah. That is a rarity. But uh, yeah, awesome movie. Worth, we're sitting down and watching um, because it's not a short movie. No. (laughs) Good movie. Not a short movie. Awesome. So yes, nice lists. Well done. Us. You did yes. it. Good job, everyone. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, well, if uh, Andrew's going to play us out here real quick, but uh, if you want to stick around and listen to a little bit of uh, spoiler, spoilerific uh, Infinity War, we'll yep. get into that. And if you don't give a fuck and just want to hear us talk some more, just stick around for that as well. Yeah, we will be right back. If you're still here, that means that you know that there are spoilers ahead for Avengers Infinity War. Yes. And you're okay with it. You're cool. Okay, so... Um, all right, so it this movie is like... It's, you know, the big bad. The, mm-hmm. the person that, you know, eventually you imagine them killing. Well, at the end of this movie... Thanos is alive, and he does what he says he's going to do. He's going to sit on the edge of the universe and watch the sun come up. Yes. And actually has a smile. Um, I, and yeah, really enjoyed that. I, I Yeah, and it it kind of, it, it took, it actually took some balls to do what they did. Now, it, if the hit doesn't come to fruition. Yeah. And it, they, you know, we see Tom Holland, you know, back again, or we see the Guardians come back again. Mm-hmm. Then what's it worth? Because they have they have an out, right? So we get Thanos that has the if Infinity I see, Gauntlet. If I see Loki again, I will lose my shit. I think Tom Hiddleston is done. I hope. <sighs> I hope so. I hate. I understand that he's a fan favorite. Hate him. No, I like him. <laughs> okay, I like him. most people like, do. Most people do. I like him as Thor's foil. You know, mm-hmm. he's. Uh, but 
And actually, that moment had some gravity, right? Yeah. Whenever he does yeah. kill. Yeah, with the... Um, only because of Ragnarok. If you missed Ragnarok, it, it probably felt like... Yeah. Yeah, who cares? And if you missed uh, the Dark World, you thought in Ragnarok, oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Or in this one, here we go again, because, spoiler alert for uh, the Dark World, Loki dies. Ugh. Not really. I was just going to watch it. Yeah, but you see that in Ragnarok. Yeah, where, where he's Thor, impersonating. Which was a nice little uh, nice little thing there. Yeah, with Matt Damon. <laughs> and and um, uh, Chris Hemsworth's and, yeah, brother. Liam Hemsworth, yeah. right? Yeah, I think that it's was either funny. Liam or the other one. Uh, but Oh, yeah, there's three of them? Of, Shit. I think so. There's a bunch of good-looking Hemsworth. Hems- Hemsworth. Bunch of hot dudes. Shit. Yeah, that was a great scene. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, um, but anyways, back to this. Like, yeah. So I think I, I'm pretty sure I'm convinced Loki's dead. Mm-hmm. But so we get, you know, Thanos, he's the unbeatable person. Right. And he right. goes through and he's, you know, a great I think a great villain for this whole movie. And he makes like good points and he has like, mm-hmm. remorse in some points, like just a great character arc for a villain. Yeah, I, I felt like he was more less of a villain and more of an antihero. Um, in the sense that like he had pathos, he, yes. And in his, his motivation and his, as, as hard hearted as it is, or as, as cut and dry as he is with eliminating half of populations, it's because he watched his planet, um, destroy itself due to overcrowding and lack of resources. And, uh, so like he had clear motive, he, um, misguided and he, um, he, he lacked his, his thing was that he lacked a humanity that the Avengers had, um, because he was just looking, he was ready to snap his fingers and eliminate half the population. Right. Um, and it's weird because like, like at so many points during this movie, and I don't know if this is an intentional thing, mm-hmm. but how many times you know, you know the Avengers are there to save the save the world, save everybody, whatever. Mm-hmm. So many times, like they had the opportunity to save the world by killing one person, save the world. You know, their their like their ultimate goal is to save as many people as possible. But they can't help themselves but to whether it's the Avengers mm-hmm. or the Guardians, like like they can't get out of their own way. You know, they're just they're so good, quote unquote good. Yeah. Like they won't allow a person to die in order to save everyone. You know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, Vision and Scarlet Witch or it's uh Peter Quill and uh and uh, Gamora, whether it's uh, 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 what's his name, uh, Doctor Strange and Tony Stark, you know all those things. Mm-hmm. It it feels kind of hypocritical at points. You know what I mean? I think that was a big. I don't know if it's a plot hole or it was meant to be that. Where like they had opportunities to win. Yeah, and they they. They wanted. It's kind of like I, I guess just ways. yeah, having your cake and eating it too. It's like they want no one to die, and 
while they kill this person. Um, but yeah, it, it, it definitely, I agree. Uh, it just a little of it, a little bit, um, too wholesome of characters. Like they were too black and white. Yes. And that's the great thing about Thanos was he was so well-rounded as a villain. And like Mm -hmm. you saw him or anti-hero, as I said, since I decided five minutes ago, he's not a villain. Um, but yeah, no, as a villain. And, uh, it, like you, he had remorse, and Mantis touches him, and she's like, "He's in great pain." And like, they don't, the the Avengers don't believe that he could possibly feel pain right. or remorse or sadness. And but his motivations are from suffering. Yes, and I think one of the best lines in the movie was from the worst character in the whole movie, mm-hmm. where the Red Skull shows up. I'm like, "Fuck you, get out of here!" <laughs> well, that was random. Yes. <laughs> hey, Nazis um, are back. <laughs> Where he says those tears aren't for him. Yeah, and that that was the best line of the movie, right? Like, yeah, and she then she realizes it. And, um, that was so out of left field that all of a sudden that uh, Hugo Weaving's talking. Like, yeah, what? I was like, I know that voice, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I knows that voice. Ah, yeah, yeah, like yeah, I didn't see that coming at all, but no. Um, Mr. Anderson. So basically, he's got the Infinity Gauntlet. He 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 lives up. I mean, there's an epic battle which went mm-hmm. on just a little bit too long. Um, and I, um, oh, Thor getting his new. Oh, we didn't talk about Dinklage. How great was Peter Dinklage? <laughs> uh, he was. He awesome. was funny as like a tongue-in-cheek cameo. It was good. <laughs> yeah. And he's like the giant dwarf. And yeah, it's great. Yeah, that was funny. I I found out that OT doesn't like him, and I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> he's an angry elf. Yes. <laughs> how could you? Not, um, <laughs> how could you not like a guy who has enough of a sense of humor to show up in a movie and just get made fun of Will by Will Ferrell for five minutes? Yes. Come on. And just be an angry dwarf. Yeah. And then be a giant dwarf. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's like him stomping around is very yeah. dramatic. It was funny. Um, so, and, uh, yeah, uh, I just that leading up to that whole, that Thor making his new, new Mjolnir, which mm-hmm. actually felt a lot better after watching him lose his hammer in the last movie and, you know. I yeah, thought that. Absolutely. I, thought that, I I loved that. Um, and I actually was excited because I thought Thor was, um, having seen Ragnarok and having my newfound appreciation, I thought he was going to be the hero of the movie. Almost was. Almost, should aim for the yeah. Head. Should aim for the head. There you go. All right, so we get to the point where at the end, a big battle, almost beat him, but he snaps his fingers. And what half the population dies. So pretty much half of all of our heroes that are in this movie mm-hmm. die, you know. And I think one of the best deaths of this movie was uh, Spider-Man. I thought that's what you were going to say. And I agree. It was um, that it was as gut wrenching as it could could be yeah. for something like I, that. If it would have yeah. gone on for another like 10 seconds, I probably would have teared yeah, up. Yeah, it was sad. That was like, that was honest. Like I'm scared. Oh, yeah. I'm scared. He yeah. 
he did he was yeah and probably because he is the youngest avenger and he has that background with tony where he just really loves him and is seeking his approval and and tony's been the whole time he's like stay away stay away stay away okay we got this we got this we got this and all of a sudden he's there yeah and then tony tony's totally vulnerable yeah you know and he's like he you know he's this kid's dying right in his arms and uh yeah it's it's yeah yeah it was tough yeah, yeah. um there were yeah there were some some serious moments i think but all in all i think there was only two true deaths and that's that's kind of what i'm frustrated about and it's not fair to be frustrated about it because mm-hmm. We won't actually know until um, May of next year or whatever. Mm. Uh, but I feel a little cheated that there was not a genuine resolution at the end of this. It was two and a half hours. You know, it's we sat through a lot. Um, I felt like it lagged a little bit in the middle. And there's yeah. no resolution. Well, and I'm worried okay. that it's just going to all be I- undone. Give me this though, if you yeah. give me this. Oh, of course. At the end of and end the empire. Mm-hmm. Given, given you saw empire after you already know that there was a return of the Jedi. Right. Like at the end of empire, shit's bad, really bad for the rebels, right? Right. Like that's it. It's as close as I can like come to a, a comparison as far as like the bad guys winning. Right. You know, because you have that un I I felt weird because I felt feeling satisfied at the end of this movie because mm-hmm. I like the good guys didn't win. Like how much why am I not feeling why am I feeling this way and it's because mm-hmm. the good guys didn't win and I'm so um I'm so conditioned I guess to feel, like to, for the bad, good guys to win and then they they didn't. So you know, who knows what's going to happen in the future? I I hope a lot of them stay dead. Yeah. Even though I want Tom Holland in more Spider-Man movies because I love yeah that character so much. He's so good as as Peter Parker as, as mm-hmm. Spider-Man. He, yeah, he's so good. Um, and even in this, you know, even prior to his death scene, he did such a great job, and it was cool to see the Iron Spider suit, um, from the Civil War comics get kind of an overhaul and. I love the uh, the eight legs. Um, yeah, I'm just worried. I, well, I understand the analogy. One, the analogy makes I sense. I know for mm-hmm. a fact that this will not, that all the characters won't be dead. Because there is going to be a Black Panther 2. Yeah. they Chadwick they, Boseman is going to be in that movie. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, they kind of overplayed their hand with that. But you do bring, you bring up a good point with, um, Return of the Jedi, but the thing the thing about Return of the Jedi is none of the characters that die in Empire uh, get you know worked back into the series. Um, you could make a, a soft argument for Han Solo. Um, I actually only recently found this out, but the, the reason that they uh, they <laughs> Uh, what's it? Harrison Ford has been so over Han Solo for so long that the reason they froze him at the end of Empire Strikes Back is they were concerned they wouldn't be able to get him back for Return oh, of the really? Jedi. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. which is so funny. Um, but unrelated. But and, yeah, and I, I'm just. I was, I was more comparing that to the the feeling of. Yeah, that uh, lack un, of satisfaction, un, that like, lack of resolution. Yeah. Um, but I, I also think. Well, look. So you saw this movie hours ago, Today. right? Yeah. Uh, I saw it yesterday, and I am, uh, by my own admission, I unpack movies really slowly. Mm -hmm. So it's been about 24 hours since I saw it, and I'm still, in in all honesty, I feel like I'm still formulating my opinion. I'm still kind of talking through it. Like, you're, mm -hmm. you're one of the only people I talk movies with, so it, it'll probably be after this conversation that I get to a little more of a concrete conclusion but i it's i just felt uh i feel like marvel's overplayed their hand with their crazy slating and i understand that builds anticipation but you know i feel like people are still going to show up for spider-man um you know the marvel spider-man 2 regardless of its if it's announced in 2017 or it has a traditional like five month rollout uh, mm -hmm. I, I feel like if this is supposed to be the end of phase three and the end of an era, there needs to be something definitive about it. And it just didn't feel definitive to me. I, yeah, I, I get where I totally get what you're saying. And I, I, here's what I do. I mean, I actually tonight I was, I started watching Iron Man mm -hmm. two or three nights ago. And I finished it watching it tonight. Right. And I'm looking at the just, uh, even though there was big stakes, it was just so small stakes. Yeah. When it comes to what happened in that movie. And we both like really like that movie. I love that movie. I refuse to acknowledge it as the beginning of the MCU. I, re I, <laughs> I refuse to. Well, because okay. it was the, the, well, it, I mean, but it is. I mean, Tony Stark is like pretty much the hub of the MCU, right? But that is a standalone movie. That is a complete movie that had no, that was basically, I mean, Iron Man's a B-list Marvel hero. He was just someone they had the rights to. Understood. So Understood. I, but I, that's okay. So that movie came out in two thousand eight. That's mm -hmm. ten years ago. All right. Right. You look at what they've come from from just ten years ago. Mm -hmm to where we're at right now and just the and how they've rolled out all these movies now mm -hmm. like i said before like not all of them are great no but all of them are all of them are number one openers all of them make all, insane amounts of money but i'm looking at it just for enjoyment right right just i mean for the most part i've watched well, up to this point, except for Black Panther, which maybe makes me racist. Not sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, probably. We'll okay. we'll just say probably. Probably. Okay. No, no, um, no, not at all. Is that the only point, one you haven't seen? Yeah, I think so. I'm trying uh, to think. Well, I just saw Ragnarok. Yeah, I think that's and Dark you World. Haven't seen the second Thor and. Iron Man three. I haven't seen Iron Man three. Uh oh, so whew, not racist. Good for you. Just did the That's test. Good for me. I'm good. <laughs> um, but I mean, all those movies. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I don't think I've given any of them below maybe a, a five. 
or six. No, I probably haven't either. And so, like, to 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 roll this out, to have this plan, yeah. From then, and maybe it wasn't a full fledged plan, but I knew there was phases whenever they started doing Cap and they started doing like the second Iron Man, and they they had a uh, a plan to get to a certain point, right? And if they get if they get to this point, then we can do this, and then like they've they're what they've planned has come to fruition. Yeah. No, and, they they started and, setting up Thanos in uh, the first in the first, end of the first Avengers. Yeah, which was in 2012, which was you know four years after Iron Man, which mm-hmm. is you know six years ago, and like I I can't say that they haven't pulled it off, and I'm going to trust them mm-hmm. with this track record to keep it moving, you know, um. And I'm, maybe I'm being naive on it, and you know we're spending a lot of time talking no, about it because there's a lot of you know because everyone's talking about this movie, but right. it's a big movie, and it, it's you know we're invested at this point. We've watched a ton of this stuff, mm-hmm. so um, I don't know. It's just it's a kind of interesting way to look at it. Oh yeah, um, I mean when you talk like this is, um. I mean, this is what Marvel's doing is breaking movie making as we know it, unfortunately. Mm. Um, I mean, what they're doing is great, but like DC doesn't have a handle on it. Like everyone, you know, Universal tried to do like a monsters shared universe. Yeah. That lasted one movie. Yeah. But the the thing that um, Marvel has been able to do so well is like even their their lesser movies they're able to find a way to make them serve a purpose mm-hmm. um and that's i think what infinity war did such a good job of in the sense of paying things off yeah it did it, i think it really did mm-hmm. um it tied it all together with a weird bow because mm-hmm. now we got a i mean half the characters are dead like i was shocked that they killed black panther now yeah. It, it could be. Is Kevin Feige racist? Yeah. Probably. Killed, killed a black man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, yeah. what's his name? Vision, which is, I mean, Ugh. I didn't like that character at all. What a waste. He... What a waste. Because one of the best comic series I've read in the okay. past probably 10 years is a series called The Vision. And I think Brian Michael Bendis was involved in it, which is okay. probably why it was so good. Um. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I'll I'll look that up. But I'd say he's gone, and um, and Loki hopefully is gone, because so I think Loki has done his his due diligence for this universe. But uh, I can't think of a whole lot more to say other than um, I I, I <laughs> you know what the worst storyline in that whole thing was mm. was Cap. And um, Black Widow, and uh, that that storyline, like it I just didn't care. they just kind of popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, it just like, felt like kind of like I'm more curious what they were doing before they showed up, if anything. Yeah. Um, it, but and I could give two fucks about the Winter Soldier. I don't care. No, about him. I don't like. There's see, that's the thing that's kind of tough to like. Um, 
so the Avengers is great from like a marketing standpoint is you get the people who are Iron Man only fans, Thor mm. only fans, Captain America only fans, uh, Black Panther only fans, like new newer converts with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like those people are going to come see this because they know like this movie is the definition of an event film. Um, I think it's now like the... I think it's the thing you look in the, the dictionary as an event. Oh, film. yeah. It's number one everything. Yeah. Um, I was way off, by the way. Uh, Tom King was the writer who's currently writing for Batman, I believe. Oh, Tom King. Yeah. Uh, I know that guy. I know, I don't know him. I've I've heard interviews. Yeah. He's, uh, he used to work for the CIA, I think. Yes. Yeah. The And he's... I think he writes for he either writes for Batman or for All Star Batman now. Well, I know he used to, he did a, a run on uh, uh, on Robin mm-hmm. for a little while, but yeah, Tom King, yeah, I yeah, interesting. Yeah, he yeah. did a series in 2016 called Vision, and it is all about like Vision's quest to be human. Mm. Uh, and and it makes sense. he like works for the Department of Defense, and yeah, oh, really good. Um, so. It, I obviously that's still pretty new. 2016 was when it came out, but mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it's like, oh man, this is a character with a ton of potential. Yeah, he's currently writing for uh, Batman in the um, Rebirth series, which is pretty good. I don't know if you've been reading. Rebirth I haven't. I've been off it for about a year and a half now. Definitely no Snyder, but pretty good. Um,. Anyways, uh, yeah, so, like, Vision, I felt like, had so much potential based on what I've read, but, the you know, the wheels have been in motion for a while. I think Ultron came out at least, like, two years before that series even went to print. Um, oh, one year, 2015. So, I, I was just kind of like, oh, man. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I, I mean I actually cool. liked him better. I like Paul Bettany better as Jarvis than yeah. did his vision. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. But, but yeah, yeah it, it just there's definitely those characters you don't care about, but there's those people that you're interested. Like it's enough, and they mix them up enough where it's not like oh the you know I'm gonna I can tune out for the next ten minutes because the Winter Soldier's here or whatever. Yeah. But I, um, yeah, I was kind of, I was just, I was affected by all the, the people that did, you know, turn into Pepper. Um, yeah, it was cool to watch. And I think we got some really good acting moments, especially uh, Tom Holland, as we talked about. Um, and but, I thought, I thought um, uh, Doctor Strange was really good in this movie compared to his own standalone because yeah i I could care less where he came from Mm. but like his and watching him actually do his stuff and his interaction with uh you know with with stark and stuff was was fun i thought Mm -hmm. you know uh, that's i enjoyed them on that planet doing that doing their thing but yeah yeah um he was much better in this uh (laughs) I was listening to a podcast today where someone said he was the MVP of Infinity Wars, and I have to one hundred percent disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he was he was he was good. I he tell was, you, who wasn't? He was, was fine. Hulk. What a puss! 
Oh yeah, that's that's uh, that's interesting, that's, and that's, that's another gonna, thing that's huh. like that feels more in the vein of Empire Strikes Back than um, than the deaths do, like the down but not out, like it ends right. on a down note. Um, but you know what I think is happening here is I think that I am really, really, really trying to just reserve my judgment until, until next year. And if what I think happens will happen, I'm just going to do my best to shit all over this movie. And well, that's okay, a shitty, that's a shitty outlook, admittedly. 100%. Well, and that's, that's, it's a, it's a fair question. Is that fair to do like retroactively shit on a movie? Because like, I mean, if you're going to the movie, you enjoyed yeah. it and, and it, it raises questions that makes you think like, Technically, in my book, that makes it a, a decent movie, right? You know, and then but if things happen, and the, then you just you'll look back on it, and you won't won't look yeah. on, back on it fondly, I suppose. Well, look, I I fully agree with you, and I fully endorsed in the past like what you've said about that. But I do think that there's definitely exceptions to the rule too. Yeah, I'm I'm sure, um, and like the way you look back on a movie can change. Yeah, you know? but and the way I think it's you made and I feel in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way you feel now and it, regardless of what happens in the future, yeah. um, you know, how it, should you judge it that way or another? And I'm not telling you to do that one way or the other. I'm just, no, no. Yeah. I think these are hey, good questions. I'm just asking uh, questions here. Yeah. Okay. I, I actually, I think, the, <laughs> I know, I know you're lightening it up, but I think those are fair, good questions. Um, and I think that you and I are in line on this too. Like, um, We've actually, I don't think, ever talked about it on this show, but I know you've talked about it on Span the Void. Uh, the whole idea of, like, rebooting something, ruining the original movie, like, oh, Jurassic World ruined Jurassic Park. Like, it doesn't really work like no. that. But when this, when, uh, but when you're doing something in serial, where, like, the events of this movie directly connect to and influence what happens in the next movie to the point where it might not be Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2 mm-hmm. in title, but that's what this these movies are, mm-hmm. in, in my belief. I guess this is really all speculation. Um, but, yeah, like, reboots and remakes don't diminish the original, but when, you know when we don't have the full story and then in you know seven months and two and a half hours later we get the full story i do think that maybe it's fair to um pass judgment on this movie based on what happens on the next one because they are their storylines are intertwined and dependent on one another and and the one thing you know to play just to play devil's advocate, I Please would say do. just say, um, uh, give them a chance and yeah. let this one yeah. let it stand on its own until and and let them if they if they fuck it up they fuck it up. But like for now, let's enjoy it. Yeah, and say what a what a ballsy ending. Innocent and until proven is, guilty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's I you know and I'm. I I I I'm right there with you because that's yeah. all. The, I started thinking the same thing. I'm like, if if they try to bring these characters back, that's then it's kind of a cop out, mm-hmm. or it is a cop out and all that stuff. But then I was like, eh, 
let them let them let them write themselves out of it. Let, You're right. Let them see if they can make it work because it's not like we haven't seen. I mean, I mean, we're a sucker for comics, and how many times have our favorite characters died and come right. back or yeah. done all that stuff? And I mean, it's you know, it's it is well. That's kind of what we we're. I think I made mention of it earlier. It's like they've gone so far that they're already. <laughs> they've made enough movies that they can start retconning things. Yeah, that's Which crazy. Is crazy. What a what a fucking juggernaut that thing is, man. Hey, I mean, how many Marvel billion reference. dollar movies do they have now? I mean, between, I think I think Guardians went billion, and I know Guardians, uh, Panther, both Avengers. Yeah, and this one is almost at. I mean, it's going to be two billion before the end of the year, right? Oh, yeah, it's got to be easily. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, fuck. They're just, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, well. Um, so this is, as of yesterday, it's 1.6 billion. Yeah. So at I end of the month, it might hit 2 billion. Yeah. It's insane. And it, And you bring up a good point, too, of like, you know, what, how low have you ranked a Marvel movie? Like, yeah, there's ones I don't like, but I usually... But they're they're legitimate. It's rare to dip movies. below a five. Like whether or not you like the subject matter, like like they're they're well made movies. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, even even you know the 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 second Thor, which probably is the worst in the line for mm-hmm. me. Um, it still has a lot of good aspects in it. Yeah. I'm sure the cinematography is great. I'm sure the special effects are awesome and I'm sure the plot is serviceable. Right. And like, I mean, it's easy to say, well, I just don't like Thor in this movie or I, you know, whatever it is, you know, the, (laughs) the, the villains are just crap. It's just stupid. Yeah. But for the most, like if you actually look at the way it was made, the way it was shot, you know, we take a lot of time and talk about how it was, things were shot and stuff. And but yeah, I think a big thing that I put on Marvel movies when we're talking about how good or bad they are, my my thing is rewatchability. Like if I'm behind or like it's been a few years and I want to catch up to, you know, whatever the the next Avengers movie is, what movies do I excuse me, what movies do I actually want to take the time and sit down and rewatch? And to me, it's not a lot of them. Yeah. To me, I'd say probably the, what is it? The, the second, the winter soldier was probably one I could watch again. Mm-hmm. Um, Ragnarok. I've already watched again. Yeah. Ragnarok's really good. I, I think you and I are not on the same. I, th- I like this one more than you, but I really enjoyed civil war. Oh no. Civil wars. Yeah. Yeah. So of okay. course, I, I just actually just rewatched that two, really? like two weeks, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, it is entertaining. It's mm-hmm. just, it was, it was just a, it was just weird plot devices. Like, uh, what's his name? Brolin, not Brolin. Um, uh, no, whatever. Oh yeah, the so the whole time with Thanos, I couldn't decide if it was Josh Brolin or uh, uh, Hellboy. What's his name? Oh, yeah. I was like not um, sure. Is this think, Ron Perlman or <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's Perlman. Yeah. Um I thought Thanos like all the CGI with Thanos, I mm-hmm. thought it was super effective. 
Yeah. It just a very subtle little um, ticks and stuff and in, in his looks and his smirks and smiles and yeah. Uh, it, it it felt real to me. I forgot about it was James Brolin after a while. Yeah. Um, another thing I noticed about the movie the the language was pretty coarse for uh, for yeah, there was some, for PG thirteen shits and assholes in there. yeah and and uh, you know ball sack chin or I was yeah, like oh yeah. wow I appreciate I, this yeah that 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 back and forth between uh, it 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 bordered on the line of too much but uh, between Star Lord and and uh, yeah. Thor but it still was pretty good yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, they gave everyone something to do. wasn't all, you know, equally matched. Some people had more interesting stuff than others. But, yeah, I mean, they they pulled off a pretty impressive balancing act. Um, I'm nowhere near. I'm in the, like, 6-7 camp with this. I'm nowhere near, like, uh, the IMDb crowd is giving it an 8.8 on average. Yeah, that's... I mean, and that's I, that's always how Marvel movies premiere. Yeah. Um, where am I at? What did I say today? As soon as I got out, I rated it. I think I gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. Yep, I gave it a seven. Because, like, for a huge temple movie like this is, like, mm-hmm. you, it's like, I don't know how much better you can do, like, to put all those characters in, and like, how much better do you expect it to be? You know, yeah. if, if they, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, and I, I, obviously I'm not far off from you. Like I gave it a six, but I'm in the like teetering on the edge. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I, Do I think, think it could have been uh, a little tighter. There was a lot of, uh, you know, extended battle sequences. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, how checked out is Chris Evans? Though? <laughs> I love it and I hate it. Like, I think it's so funny, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, you won the fucking lottery, dude. Fuck yeah, you. you. Shut like, up, you man. didn't get dude, this yeah. because of your talent. Like, yeah. you're just a good looking dude. Um, it is definitely like, yeah. I thought for sure. So that's the other thing too. Is oh, I, thought, I, thought I thought that this movie reversed, right? Hmm? I thought I thought uh, Winter Soldier was going to take take the Captain America. Yeah, I really hope ultimately. Well, he's dead currently, but I really hope ultimately Sam Wilson takes up the Captain America mantle. Yeah, um, that would be the uh, you know social justice warrior thing to do is let let the black man be Captain America. Yeah, well, that's, that's <laughs> even though and, it happened in the comics years ago. Yeah, I hope that's what happens because I I like the character of Sam Wilson. I like um, I like uh, Anthony Mackey. Yeah, I like him a lot as an actor, and I I think it'd be cool. And as someone who's read the Sam Wilson Captain America storylines, I I enjoy that. I hope that's what happens. Um, you know. I don't really have a lot of stake in it as far as representation. I'm standard <laughs> issue white dude. Okay. So, uh, okay. I just really want a character I like to, you know, get the mantle. Um, but I definitely thought the ending of this movie was going to be like the the people whose contracts are up who aren't coming back. 
Yeah. Like the fact that Robert Downey Jr. and um, Chris Evans survived, I was like, wait a minute. I thought they That's were both. I thought yeah. they were both kind of over this. Okay. Um, I, I haven't seen Robert Downey Jr. do anything but this for a while. Well, he was in that movie Due Date. Yeah. And uh, that's probably why he stuck to Iron Man. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It wasn't bad. But he was essentially playing Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, he was. Right. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I think we've uh, yeah, spoiled put, that enough. Put it to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All in all, my final thoughts would be I I enjoyed it. I'm kind of I'm cautiously optimistic. The thing that I feel a little you know worried about is you can go back the thing that i've always said is the stakes are so low in marvel movies and with them actually killing off characters this could be a real turn um Mm -hmm. but unfortunately it remains to be seen so yeah that's kind of my final takeaway agree you notice at the beginning when they were fighting in uh in new york Mm mm-hmm like all the streets were empty mm-hmm. and like they made a point of, Hey, let's evacuate all this place. Cause they didn't want to have the backlash of like the, the death toll of, yeah. you know, of, you know, either the Avengers or man of steel, you know, that, that whole thing where it was like, Oh, there's so much death of people just dying everywhere. Yeah. You know, while these two like superheroes fight it out. So <laughs> yeah, I did. I noticed like all the streets were super empty. Yeah. But nice. All right. Uh, any final thoughts from you? I know I, I gave mine. So I'm good. Uh, hopefully, you guys come back next week. And if you don't, yeah, we'll be here. Yeah. Bye. Just know you're killing a baby somewhere in mm-hmm. another galaxy. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to us on Patreon. Just kidding. <laughs> Bye.